MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, the twenty or Wednesday, Monday, the twenty third day of October. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a third person has died after a fiery three vehicle crash involving a tanker truck on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It happened late Saturday morning in the northbound lanes of the Northeast Extension between Mid County and Lansdale exits. Police say a vehicle was stopped in the right lane of the multi lane highway due to a flat tire. Another driver with its hazard lights on pulled up behind the car to help, but police say a tanker truck carrying jet fuel was unable to stop in time and slammed into both vehicles, which caused the large fire. Jeez. The driver of the tanker truck and the driver and passenger of the second vehicle died from their injuries. The driver of the first vehicle with the flat tire remains hospitalized. An aerial view of the accident scene showed the extent of the fire as firefighters on ladder trucks worked to put out the blaze. My brother was coming, brother-in-law was coming down from New York and uh, they, they had, must have had a huge chunk of the turnpike closed because... It was between he, the Mid-County yeah. Tolls and, and uh, Land Lansdale. And it, I mean, it was shut all day, but they yep. they had alerts like all the way up and down the right. bike. So people knew heading that way. It's, yeah, closed. it's right out by my house. And, and uh, the the footage of, of the wreckage is I mean, like it looks like a full on explosion. Yeah. There's Jeez. there's debris all over the place uh, in the photos. Drivers were stranded for hours as crews worked to clear the scene. The turnpike was closed in both directions as police investigated and to allow removal of the vehicles and debris police said. Traffic diverted at the previous exits in both directions with drivers trapped in the backlog urged to stay inside their vehicles due to the severity of the incident. The center barrier was eventually removed to allow people to turn around. Southbound lanes uh, were reopened Saturday evening and then the northbound lanes reopened early Sunday. Authorities say an exchange of gunfire in the King of Prussia Mall parking garage was the result of a targeted incident that occurred during a shoe sale. Officers from the Upper Marion Police Department were called to the Blue parking garage near Macy's at 8 p.m. Friday for reports of multiple gunshots. Bring some ammo. It's a shoe sale. I yeah. Know. I don't know what the shoe like yeah. throughout this they mentioned the shoe sale but I have no idea what that has anything and to do with this. Isn't well, a little part of you wants to know what shoes were for sale? <laughs> Kathy, was yes, it? of course. No, was it not at a store but maybe people selling shoes to each other, you know oh. what I mean? And and like a deal out, know, of, out of a like trunk outside? of a car or something? Or yeah, somebody yeah. agreed to, to me to sell shoes because they're, yeah. they're a commodity and uh, and maybe it was a deal gone bad. deal, you know. Uh, investigators say responding officers found no active shooting scene and did not locate any victims upon arrival. However, a short time later, investigators say police received a call from a man at a nearby gas station who reported suffering injuries to his hand during an incident during a shoe sale at the Blue Parking Garage. I think it's time for that special feature. Kathy Romano investigates. I know. Yeah. I want to get to the bottom right. of this. What shoe sale? The victim, according to police had a gun pointed to the back of his head during the wow. exchange and began to struggle with the armed suspect. So we know it wasn't Crocs. Yeah. Authorities say the victim, who is licensed to carry and at least one of the possible four suspects, fired their weapons during the fight before fleeing the garage. That's crazy. Investigators later discovered that the victim and the suspect know each other, calling the shooting a targeted incident. No arrests were reported immediately following the shooting. Anyone with information or who may have witnessed the incident, uh, you're being asked to contact the Upper mm. Marion Police Department. It might be something more like what you're saying.
saying then, Preston? If they, if they knew each other and they got into some sort of fracas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone who's uh, ever boarded a plane knows how inefficient the process is. You wait your, uh, for your boarding group to be called, then you stand in line, then you get on the plane and you stand in line on the plane while people ahead of you load their things into the overhead bins and get settled in their seats. Well, United Airlines believes that they have found a better way to board their passengers. Mm. The airline will roll out its new boarding process beginning October 26th for basic economy ticket holders who will then board starting with window seats, uh, passenger window seat passengers, middle seats, and then the aisle seats. So United says the chains should cut boarding down as much as two minutes per flight. Yeah, but you know what? You're not They're eliminating the human factor, the, you know, and humans suck ass and everybody wants to like you know get ahead of everybody else so well, you it, can't you have to you'll have to the the people who are sitting in a window seat uh they will have to board first i think it's going to create a layer of confusion as everyone is determining for, uh, to roll this out will that mitigate what is a big problem which is putting your the, the thing the bigger step i think to uh, expediting everything is larger overhead compartments i know right? well, and which so now been, all the windows attempting to do well now all the window seat holders will get all the overhead i know those so lucky if you, bastards if you have the aisle they get a view and all of that space. You're less likely to get it. And this is to save a really big two, two minutes, minutes mm-hmm. per flight, Preston. Mm-hmm. Uh, the process for other boarding groups, including... Well, you guys are two minutes early. <laughs> Your flight landed two minutes early. Wow. What well, you're not going to believe what they're doing. Enjoy the time. Yeah. For the first time ever, I jumped. I actually sat in the wrong seat on my way home from Michigan. I was so mad because you it get was all... the co-pilot seat. Well, no, no, no. But it was a window seat, and I prefer window seats. And so I guess window seat is either A or F, and I was supposed to be an A. And I sat in F accidentally, but I was all set, Steve. Like, yep. I had all my the uh, pillow uh, out. The, the, everything was out. <laughs> Your all shoes my, off. My snacks were in the little thing in front of the oh, seat in front no. of me. Everything. Your man. pants around your ankles. Yes. <laughs> and then did you have to move? I had to move everything. <laughs> that like, sucks. So yeah. And then you have to go across the people already sat down. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh, Pardon pro- me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. So the process for other boarding groups, including unaccompanied minors, people with disabilities, families with small children, and active duty military members is staying the same. The Do you new- remember the show Thunderbirds Preston? Uh, I remember the name. It was about right. rich people. No, it was, no? About, it was, it was these, these ships, these planes. Oh, that I think of the Thunderbirds. Right, right, okay. yeah. So they would load the yeah. uh, the pilots would come in from below. If we could work out a way where everyone just great. sat in uh, seats okay. and loaded in from the bottom. You just climbed be right in into your tremendous. seat. Tremendous. Oh, yeah. no. I was thinking of the Thornbirds. That's what I was thinking <laughs> of. Thornbirds? Not the Thunderbirds. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> The new process only applies to basic economy ticket holders who make up the majority of passengers <laughs> on each flight. United said that boarding groups one through three will now include first and business class passengers, huh. those seated in exit rows and those in economy with window seats. Are you telling me I'm with economy passengers? Group four will be exclusively for those in middle seats and then group five will be for those with aisle seats. The change will also help passengers uh, know what type of seat that they've been assigned once they check in. You'll be able to tell by your boarding group whether you're seated in a window, middle, or aisle seat. I mean, uh, the other part is that bothers me is w- as you're hanging outside of the gate and they're calling for groups three, right. group five Zone. is hanging out there. Right, yeah. Zone, yeah, and, like, so everybody just hangs there anyway. Yeah. So you're and, and like, am I button in front of this person? Are you group four? They're like, no, I'm group seven. Well, then why are you standing here in the front? They just need get, to have a know? couple of guys there with billy clubs. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, strike buster standing there to make sure you're in your... Pro- I hate that too because 
because or, everyone on Moss moves forward anyway. Or Steve, you walk up and break a pool cue. <laughs> throw a and go, yeah. You just We're having auditions. Having auditions. <laughs> Who wants in on Zone Two? The change will go into effect for United States domestic flights and flights from the United States to the Caribbean, Canada, and some Central Asian and Southern American cities. Who wants to board the flight? <laughs> I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> United will also add a sixth boarding group for passengers who don't have a group number on their boarding pass, though it's not clear which passengers this will apply to. Do you folks wonder why I'm smiling today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. The Eagles beat the Miami Dolphins 31-17 last night at the link. Jalen Hurts bounced back after throwing a pick six and connected with A.J. Brown with the winning touchdown on the next drive. He threw for 279 yards and combined for three scores. Hurts threw two more interceptions but found Brown 10 times for 137 yards and the Eagles joined the Kansas City Chiefs as the only two teams in the league who are 6-1. and one. The Eagles are on the road this weekend with a 1 o'clock game in Washington against the Commanders. The Phillies, who beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 6-1 in Game 5 on Saturday night, now lead the NLCS three games to two. The series shifts back to South Philly tonight, and Aaron Nola will get the start for the Phils. Merrill Kelly will start for Arizona. The first pitch is scheduled for 5.07. Now, the Phillies are playing the, uh, the earlier game because last night in the ALCS, the Rangers won, forcing a game seven against the Astros tonight in Houston. A ninth-inning grand slam from Adolis Garcia helped the Rangers avoid elimination with a 9-2 win in game six. Road teams are unbeaten in this series, going into the decisive game seven tonight. Christian Javier will start for the Astros, and three-time Cy Young Award winner, Max Scherzer will start for Texas. First pitch is set for 8 o'clock. And the Flyers, who are off to a good start this season with a record of 3-1-1, and are on the road tomorrow night with the game in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. The puck will drop at 11 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Monday morning, let's check things and see what we have going on for Word of the Week Fridays. We have a pair of tickets and uh, a Mammoth VIP experience for two as MMR presents Mammoth WVH. And this will be Saturday, November 18th at the Keswick Theater. Uh, tickets are sold out, by the way, for the event. So nice. The VIP experience includes uh, you get a laminate, limited edition signed poster, sound check access, a band Q&A, and a group photo with the band. That's very cool. Yeah, so That's we'll awesome. Give, give that away on Friday for the Letter of the Day Word of the Week prize. And uh, we have a variety of other things that we're going to be giving away throughout the course of our programs. Um, we also have a guest joining us today in preparation for the game tonight, uh, Greg Murphy is checking in. So, always like to have a uh, sports authority on yes. uh, to speak a little bit about uh, just some perspectives of uh, what we can expect. So, uh, the game tonight, by the way, 5 or 7 p.m., that's a wonderful thing. Should every major sporting event begin at 5 o'clock? Yes! How yes. awesome. Without <laughs> quite awesome. I, can't, I, I haven't heard one negative thing from anyone so, about <laughs> these earlier starts. If you work 9 to 5, listen to it on the way home. Yeah, yeah and the uh, the company likes to shut down at 3 o'clock for those days. Sit there with yeah. Shut yeah. down at 10. Is that happening again today? I, I bet you it does. I don't know. I bet you it does. Interesting. All right, but anyhow, uh, that's what we have on uh, today's show, and we'll fill it with some other stuff for you. I'm certain of it, so let's go ahead and take ourselves a break. We'll come back. The entertainment report, the stupid question, those things, of course, on the way when we return. So hang out for a moment. We'll be right back. 
See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All righty. So the stupid question this morning. By the way, we're going to give away tickets to see uh, Stavros Hilkias. Hil- How do you say his last name? Hilkias. I'm not sure. He cracks Nick up, though. I Here do we know go. that. Very, very funny comedian. Stavi, baby. Uh, so he is going to be playing at the Met uh, Saturday, November 4th. Answer this question correctly. You win the prize. What is the Count's full name on Sesame Street? Oh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know his full name, the Count. 215-263-WMMR. Today, being the 23rd day of October, we got a number of pretty cool birthdays. We'll start with uh, Hall of Fame golfer Chichi Rodriguez. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's 88 years hey, old today. Bryce, you ever go to the Senior Open? Or like no, a- I never have been to a senior event. You'd enjoy it because it's a, a slightly slower paced, as you would imagine, but like the players are really accessible. And uh, just just as exciting golf because those guys are still... Amazing what they uh, what they do, but Chi Chi yeah. had his his style. And when he would uh, when he would get a birdie, he would take the putter and he would uh, flash it around like a sword. Was he was... a bit of a, uh, a raconteur, a storyteller? Yeah. yeah, he was a, yeah. a very very fun player uh, in his prime and in his senior years as hmm. well. So he's eighty eight today. Weird Al Yankovic turns a year older. Uh, he is celebrating his sixty fourth <laughs> birthday. Did you see the movie with Daniel Radcliffe? I did not. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. That's what yeah. I heard. Uh, he has, of course, it's all apocryphal, but he carries on an affair with Madonna. And the- whole thing, but yeah. it's it's great. Yeah, I do need to see that. You know, we don't have any Weird Al in the system. How okay. the hell did that happen? It looks like we might have a, an ID, uh, but I think that's it. Do you want to at least hear the ID? Sure. Okay. Hmm. Hi, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and whenever I'm not dunking my head in a vat of boysenberry yogurt, I always <laughs> listen to WMMR Philadelphia. There you, there you go. go. 
Weird Al is 64 today. Uh, Dwight Yoakam, uh, not only a country star, but uh, an actor as well. He's been in a bunch of stuff, uh, including uh, Sling Blade. He oh, was, he was scumbag in Sling Blade. Yeah. Sling Blade. Uh, he was in uh, Wedding Crashers, yeah. uh, the movie Safe Room, a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's uh, 67 years old today. Robert Trujillo, or Trujillo. Love him. Of Metallica, turns a year older. He is celebrating his 59th birthday today. And, uh, you know, he's been going strong with that band ever since he joined. And uh, no signs of slowing down. But And when did he join? Because I don't think this is in him on this, is no, it? No, this is Jason Newstead. Um, he, you know what, I don't know what year it was, uh, Case. It was in the 2000s, I recall. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, interviewed by Jose. <laughs> Our uh, maintenance worker. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Rob from Metallic. Yep, uh, and he turns uh, 59 years old today, so happy birthday to Robert. He joined Metallica in 2003. There you go. February of 2003. Uh, then we have Ang Lee, the director. Uh, so many great movies. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, Life of Pi. He did The Hulk. He did Brokeback Mountain as well. Uh, and he is 69. And another director, Sam Raimi. Oh. Has his birthday to do uh, today too? The Evil Dead movies, uh, the Spider Man movies. Uh, Sixty four years old. I mean, if all he ever did was the uh, the train sequence in Spider Man two, the elevated train sequence, right. that's enough. Yep, it's an amazing uh, superhero villain fight. One of the greats. Um, and it's Ryan Reynolds' birthday oh. today. Yep, Deadpool turns uh, forty seven years old. Is he our best friend? He's our best friend. Yeah. We've hung out with him a couple of times. You have. You have. Yeah, yeah. but we have. I no. mean, he was in our studio. Was yeah. he in our studio? Yes. Many when? years yes. ago. Uh, we were, I believe it was still Y100 in media. Wow. We gave him... Uh, we gave him a whole catalog of Sonic sessions. Yeah, but that was that was before Van Wilder. Man, oh man, I don't even remember. That's insane. Uh, but, you know, obviously he is what he is. He's a juggernaut. He's a, he's a, he's a PR genius now. An entrepreneur of the yeah. highest order. Yeah. And so. he's married to Blake Lively. How about that? Uh, so he's 47 today. Uh, it's also Doug Flutie's birthday. Doug Flutie. Flutie Flakes. Uh, Flutie Flute. Uh, Flutie Flute. Uh, retired football star. He is a 61. That's the way to do it. You get an injury early on. And follow through on a contract and all that, right? Right. I mean, he didn't really play a lot, did he, Case? Uh, no, no, he did. But he, well, listen, he was small, right? I think he's yeah. like 5'11", which is tiny for a quarterback. So, uh, out of Boston College, uh, he he didn't necessarily get any looks or sniffs here in, in the States. So, he really cut his teeth in the Canadian football all right. league. And then, which is then really up, the one you want. And ended up coming down here and did all right. I mean, I think he played for the Bills, and that's where the Flutie Flakes came from. That's where he met Bill Weston. That's where he met yeah, Bill yeah, Weston. Yeah. Now, Bill does... And I don't think he has a box of Flutie Flakes in his office, but I he think does. It, I, no, I think they might be the TOs. Oh, all right. Flutie Flakes were very popular. Very, very similar. He's 61 today. Then you have uh, Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones star, Khaleesi. Uh, she turns 37 years old today. So the first half of that series run, she was naked a lot, and then that changed, correct? Yeah, that first season in particular. Right. And then she decided, uh, no, I, it's uh, too much uh, gratuitous nudity. And incest. Um, there was plenty of incest in uh, Game of Thrones, without question. Uh-huh. Uh, so she is 37 years old today. Uh, Ireland Baldwin. Ah. The little pig. You're a little yeah. pig. Yes, yeah, so uh, she's the one. Stupid little pig. That Alec Baldwin called his own daughter Thank in a voice note message. You rude little pig. You rude little pig. Uh, daughter of Kim Bassinger and Alec Baldwin. Uh, she's 28. She towers over him now. 
Uh, yeah, you're right. She's tall. Uh, then actress uh, Amanda Stenberg. Uh, in The Hunger Games, she was Rue, the really oh, young girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, has gone on to do several other things, including Everything, Everything. And she's the lead uh, performer in The Hate You Give as well. And she is uh, 25 years old. And the last birthday I saw is Margaret Qualley. Ah. And uh, she's 29, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, The Maid. I um, really dug that show. And she's the daughter of... Andy McDowell. Andy, Andy McDowell. McDowell. That's who it. Plays, who's you. in The Maid. Yeah, she plays yeah. her mom in The Maid, which is perfect casting. So she is uh, 29 years old today. All right, let's see if you do indeed know the answer. What is the Count's full name on Sesame Street? 215-263-WMMR. First caller ends Patrick. So let's go to him. Hey, Patrick, morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning to see you. All right, Patrick. Patrick. So uh, the Count's full name, please. The council name is Count Von Count. Yes! That's correct. Really? Yeah. Hang on, Patrick. Got a pair of tickets to see Stavros Kokias, who is going to be playing Saturday, November 4th at the Met. And tickets for two shows that night are on sale now via Ticketmaster if you'd like to get those. Was it somebody here who said that they were afraid of the count? I was. Yes. Yeah. Right, Nick. And also my Uncle Tyler, who uh, just passed away this year, uh, was a great man, but he kind of looked like the count a little bit. <laughs> so when I was four or five years old, I thought Tyler was terrifying because he had eyebrows that were similar to the count. But yeah, oh, Steve, funny. my mom would have to come running in and, you know, the, the lightning would flash every time the count would do the counting. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. Isn't man. that amazing? Yeah. You poor thing. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, and then Tony Danza. <laughs> number one in the box office, Taylor Swift Eras Tour, still there. $32.4 million is what it made. Uh, they say so. she can give up her nighttime job, Preston. Man, <laughs> unbelievable. She was always, listen, she was at the Chiefs game yesterday, and she's got a dance uh, slash uh, handshake that handshake. she does. That she does to Patrick Mahomes' wife now. And I love it. Uh-huh. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love that people hate it. It's like, dude, stop it. Just enjoy it. No. No? <laughs> uh, then you have uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which was second, followed by The Exorcist, The Believer. <laughs> uh, four is Paw Patrol. Uh, number five is Nighttime Before Christmas, fo- Christmas, followed by Saw X, The Creator. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, I was looking at okay. something else. <laughs> but I do find it funny that you don't... Uh... You, you, you're not into the Tay Tay? No. Okay. Is that okay? No, it's, no, it's not funny. okay, actually. I, I think you guys okay. should physically fight it well, out. He said now. it wasn't okay. Yeah. All right, so then we have Leo, Bloody Sweet, followed by A Haunting in Venice, and then uh, The Blind was number 10 at the box office. So we're going to leave with this. Uh, Meryl Streep and her husband of 45 years, Don Gummer. Don Gummer. Our- Don Gummer's here. <laughs> Thank you for keeping your teeth out. Uh, they are living their separate lives now. I, this kind of caught me by surprise because I saw them at an award show fairly recently and they were doing the Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith thing, putting on airs as if they were together. They were lying to us. Uh, so the Oscar winning icon who is 74 and the fetid sculptor fetid is sculptor. 76 have been separated for more than six years. Wow. Six years. Yeah, so like it's it's been over for a long time. You know time. what's worse, Preston? She's living with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. That would be perfect. Uh, in an exclusive statement, a spokesperson for the star said, Don Gummer and Meryl Streep 
I know. Gummer. Don Gummer. Have been separated from... You mean from, Don Gummer, the fetid sculptor? Uh, for more than six <laughs> years. And while they will always care for each other, they have chosen lives you, apart. You know why they separated? Who are you married to again, Meryl? Oh, it's uh, Don Gummer. <laughs> what was that? Don Gummer. Don Gummer! I know! Uh, the news may come as a shock as the actress uh, was seen recently with... Uh, or she was seen recently wearing her wedding band. Hey, Meryl, tell everyone what your husband's name is. It's Gummer. But uh, Don Gummer! However, they were last seen together at the 2018 Oscars. Uh, they have four kids together. Uh, Henry Wolf, who is 43. Mamie Gummer. Yeah. Who is Little 40, Billy Gummer. Uh, Gracie Gummer. Gus Gummer. Who is 37. And Louisa Jacobson, who is 30. And they raised at their Connecticut compound in the quiet historic town of Salisbury. What about Pablo Gummer? No. Oh. Uh, they also have five grandchildren uh, together. <laughs> the little Gummers. Uh, Street met Gummer in 1978. Shortly after the death of her boyfriend, actor uh, John Cazale. Uh, John Cazale, who is uh, in uh, Dog Day Afternoon and plays Fredo. Yeah, and they were in The Deer Hunter together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they pa- uh, he passed away from lung cancer. Uh, Streep and Gummer wed that same year and have since kept their relationship out of the public eye. But apparently they've been apart for six years and have kind of found a way to keep it quiet. That's crazy. She was, I saw a documentary on John Cazale who, um, you know, is considered an actor's actor, um, uh, like a Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was like, everyone was, he was said to be completely revered. Well, you pointed out to me that every movie he was ever in was nominated for yeah. a Best Oscar, best picture for an yeah, Oscar. Yeah, wow. so uh, amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, had no idea these two. I can be- handle things. I'm smart. <laughs> That's See? him. He was. That's him. You know anybody who um, in their like late sixties, early seventies got divorced or got separated? Yes. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Who's that? It, well, a, a couple of friends growing up. You know, there, there are people right on our street. And this was odd, Nick. One of the first divorces we can remember when I was growing up in East Northport, Long Island. A town of origin was a, it was an older couple, yeah. and it was like what? First off, divorce. Second off, and everyone's going why? You yeah. know, but yeah, they were in their sixties. People grow apart, you know. It can absolutely happen. So it did in that case. I'm sure the Sullivans. What's the name? Uh, Emily Blunt is getting ahead of a potential scandal by telling People Magazine that she's appalled about a September 2012 appearance on the UK's uh, Jonathan Ross show in which she called a waiter enormous. Uh, the actor was promoting her role in Ryan Johnson's Looper at the time. A clip of Blunt calling the waiter enormous must have began circulating online as she issued a statement to People in which she apologized for her language. She said, "If you apparently during the interview, she said, if you go to Chili's, you can see why so many of our American friends are enormous. She said, well, the girl who was serving me was enormous. And she said in the statement, I just need to address this head on as my jaw was on the floor watching this clip from 12 years ago. Uh, She said, I'm appalled that I would say something so insensitive, hurtful, and unrelated to whatever story I was trying to tell on a talk show. Uh, She said, I've always considered myself someone who wouldn't dream of upsetting anyone, so whatever possessed me to say anything like this in that moment is unrecognizable to me or anything I stand for. And yet it happened, and I said, I said it, and I'm sorry for any hurt I may have caused, and I was absolutely old enough to know better. It was an off-the-cuff comment 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know? And so how does this thing surface all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. This this interview for the movie Looper. Yep, do not know, but she's kind of getting out in front of it and saying, yeah, that was stupid of me, and I can't believe I, I said that. I stand by it. <laughs> and, and I she was huge. hate enormous people. And they should be rounded up and put into some sort of camp. 
uh, a mustachioed Mick Jagger appeared in a <laughs> sketch with Bad Bunny while Lady Gaga introduced the rapper's first musical number on SNL over the weekend. Uh, Jagger appeared in a sketch with uh, host and musical guest Bad Bunny, who played a Spanish soap opera actor filming an episode in which his villainous character repeatedly slaps his brother in the face. And during the uh, taping, Jagger enters in a white suit, wearing a fake mustache and shockingly <laughs> revealed to be the two men's father. The scene reaches its climax when the rocker's character slaps both of his sons. Uh, I, I was watching. Uh, I thought Bad Bunny did a pretty good job. Did anybody watch I it? I watched it as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it was interesting to me, Steve, because I would say half the show was in Spanish. It was, yeah. And I, I don't speak Spanish. And that, it was okay because he speaks Spanish very well. But there was a lot of it where I just didn't quite know what was going on. Uh, so right after the commercial break, Lady Gaga appeared and introduced Bad Bunny's first musical performance of the night. Uh, both Jagger and Lady Gaga were previously seen together in New York City on Thursday when the latter joined the Rolling Stones on stage at the Racket NYC in Manhattan. And, of course, uh, Pierre Robert gave us a first-hand account because he was at that show. Did you see on Friday, Pierre got down on his knee and kissed the ring of Bill Weston right here in the studio. He did. <laughs> right did here he? in the doorway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not see Bill, that. Bill gave up his invite to let Pierre go. He did, which was a pretty damn cool thing to do. I mean, you talk about a super exclusive (laughs) event. And uh, Bill was invited and he gave it up to Pierre. That's pretty awesome. So Britney Spears is getting real about what it was actually like partying with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan back in the day. In her forthcoming memoir, The Woman and Me, uh, the singer reflects on her heavily photographed, highly publicized nights out with the Simple Life star and the Mean Girls actress during her divorce from Kevin Federline in 2006. And Spears writes, there was an advanced copy of the book and uh, one of these excerpts was pulled out of it. She wrote, uh, it was never as wild as the press made it out to be. Uh, She also notes that uh, she wasn't interested in drugs and never had a drinking problem either. Uh, Instead, she explains that her drug of choice at the time was the ADHD medication Adderall, which she writes, made me high, yes, but what I found far more appealing uh, was that it gave me a few hours of feeling less depressed. Uh, So in this troika, is this where the name Firebush came from? I don't remember if it was that night or uh, there was a guy. Right. Who was like a hanger with on Paris? Who called uh, Lindsay Firebush? Right, right, that's right. Yeah, but that's I don't remember if it was while these three were hanging out together or not. Uh, Spears also reveals that several of her most infamous public incidents, including when she shaved her head and hit a photographer's car with an umbrella, occurred at a time in her life when she was, quote, out of my mind with grief due to the death of her aunt and her custody battle with Federline over their two sons. Uh, She said, with my shaved head, everyone was scared of me, even my mom. Uh, She wrote, uh, flailing those weeks without my children, uh, I lost it over and over again, and I didn't even really know how to care for myself. Uh, She now acknowledges that her actions at the time weren't always appropriate. She wrote, I am willing to admit that in the throes of several postpartum depression, abandonment by my husband, the torture of being separated from my two babies, the death of my adored Aunt Sandra, and the constant drumbeat of pressure from paparazzi, I'd begin to think in some ways like a child, she said. Uh, So the memoir is coming out actually tomorrow. Uh, so we'll sit, we'll get more of it. The problem is when stuff like that happens, like Locust, you're going to draw in more paparazzi. So you, when they when yeah. when you say 
please give us some distance, the absolute opposite happens. Mm -hmm. So you could clearly see she was going through a mental breakdown at that point, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, So there will be more information coming out as the the book comes out. Michelle Williams reads the book on tape. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, here we're going to the Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey thing. Kelly Clarkson denied shading uh, the two of their romance after saying that their relationship is, quote, literally taking over the NFL. Uh, She wrote, uh, I did not bash anyone's romance. I am pro-romance. Yay, romance. I listened to the clip that is supposedly getting her in trouble. She says nothing directly about them. Yeah, she said, did y'all even watch what I actually said on my show? I just said that I want to watch football when I tune in to watch football. Seems an appropriate request. Uh, the singer's post comes just one day after she made headlines for expressing her qualms on the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, she said it's not hilarious how it. Uh, wait, it's not hilarious how it is literally taking over the NFL for people like uh, that like watching sports now. Uh, she said it's like you're watching Housewives <laughs> while you're watching, and she was saying it in a very um, buoyant way. She okay. wasn't going, "God damn it, they're ruining the sport." Uh, she went on to joke that uh, the broadcasters have even shifted to talking about gossip instead of the game itself in between plays. She said, and you're like, so what about the play? She said jokingly, adding that Swift and Kelsey are quote, taking over the sport. Uh, The songstress isn't the only one noticing uh, the spike. Uh, The Football League's SVP of Social Influencer and Content Marketing uh, told CBS News earlier this month that Swift's presence on the sidelines has made for an unprecedented uptick in viewership (laughs) and the sports diet is happy to ride the way. Of course. Of course. Uh, Last week, Kelsey and Swift were spotted packing on some PDA during a late night date in New York City. Uh, They were also seen holding hands last weekend following their sushi date at Nobu in Manhattan. Nobu. Yes, boo to Nobu. I mean, at this point, can I say, I told you so, Marissa was wrong. You guys were wrong that this was a stunt. I think it's real. Okay. I didn't say it was a stunt. No, no I, you, I, I think did. you agreed with me. Yeah, Preston yeah. did, Marissa did. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wholeheartedly admit yeah. I thought it was just a, you know. Look at Travis Kelsey, thing. though. We were talking about this case. You and I were talking about Gronk, how Gronk, like, rode he, every other commercial. He's in way more than Gronk ever right. was. And yeah. he's in way more, way quicker. So yep. he's. Every other commercial now is Travis that, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I did yeah. see that. Uh, an insider, according to an insider, uh, the singer is reportedly already uh, falling for her athletic bow. Ooh. Uh, they said Taylor is blown away right now. And her, and her family is all about Travis. Um, she is trying to keep it together, but is obviously falling in love with him, and he feels the same way. He better be good to her. I'm gonna, she I'm, writes one song about him. I will predict this. No way. No. This ain't going to go distance. the distance. It, it may not go the month, but... But, I mean, that's my take. So that's, I, but I, I, history I, would dictate that, right? I, I would think so, but yeah. who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Is it, but this is her chance. first athlete, right? Her first... They've all as far been, as I know, mm, it's all been yeah. musicians, right? Maybe this is the mix or she needs. Or yeah. whatever. I, I've lost track. There's Tom Hiddleston was in there at one point, wasn't he? I don't know. You know I what? I honestly don't know. There's a single gentleman named Gummer. <laughs> right? We this know is it. True. Yeah. This is true. John Gummer. So, Courtney Kardashian shared love for her sister Kim on her 43rd birthday Saturday, despite the explosive feud that has been playing out on the new season of the Kardashians. 
you. Uh, sharing a throwback photo of the pair together to her Instagram stories. Courtney wrote, happy birthday to my first sister. Thank you for all those years of bossing you around and you actually listening to all my crazy ideas. People think the fights that they've seen on TV are bad. If only they got to witness the hair pulling, nail digging ones from early high school. Yeah. The joys of sisterhood, she wrote. So They think our fake fights are real. Yeah, so... <laughs> She's showing some love uh, out there socially. Speaking of uh, birthdays, Snoop Dogg celebrated his birthday with some help from Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. On Saturday, a day after he marked his 52nd birthday, the legendary MC got the ultimate surprise from Ferrell and Riley when they presented him with a massive cake, a crowd sing-along, and a performance of Boats and Hoes from <laughs> Step Brothers during... Uh, uh, Farrell's Best Night of Your Life 2 Benefit Show at Los Angeles' Greek Theater. Uh, Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uh, the team also featured a very special rendition of Snoop's uh, Gin and Juice. And uh, during the get-together, a three-layer cake was rolled out on stage for Snoop as well. So this is sort of monumental because they there had been a rift between John C. Riley and yeah. uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, that's right. Adam McKay is at the, the nexus. Adam McKay took ownership of, of causing all this because he, he said he was not as um, uh, politically correct or delicate when he gave this, this role that Will Ferrell wanted. Uh, to John C. Riley, but uh, apparently all is good now. I so think, that's uh, good. I think Will Ferrell didn't really begrudge John C. Riley that much for taking the role. I, he wanted it. Yeah, I exactly. Think, right. I think he's really pissed at Adam McKay, and I would love for the to see those guys mend fences, but I don't think they have yet. And Adam McKay has basically said he's. In fact, he's in fact straight out said he he's sorry for the way he handled it. Yeah, he's not handled it well. Yeah. Uh, so Snoop wrote on Instagram, my brother surprised me, Will and John. Uh, and he showed a special backstage moment. Earlier this week, Snoop chatted with people about <laughs> how he celebrated his birthday month and why he looks at... Uh, why he looks good at age fifty two? He said you got keeping. He said you got to treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Ah. He said like fine wine. I am aging better with time, uh, but we really only got a short time here. So I'm making the most of life and trying to be the best version of me every day by surrounding myself with good people, positive energy, and love as well. So that's the way he's feeling at fifty two. All right, um, I saved this story. Uh, stress and love while hanging out at the beach can cause one's body to do some strange things. And one of those strange things that the body does is to form what's called a poo baby. A poo baby? Yes. This week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise revealed one contestant's struggle to take a dump <laughs> and the formation of a poo baby that forced her to quit the show. Please explain. Uh, the 27-year-old Sam Jeffries had gone nine days without a bowel movement wow. when the reality show's on-call emergency room physician decided to get involved. Dr. A Kelly cesarean? Tenbrink set a <laughs> deadline of the following morning for her to deliver her poo baby or go home to receive medical attention for her situation. After the discussion with the doctor, the occupational therapist had to break the news to her castmates. Uh, the clock was ticking, and if Sam didn't crap before morning arrived, 
she was leaving paradise. Sam had uh, tried laxatives, stool softeners, and certain kinds of food with no luck. Her connection... I think Aaron, I can help get it out. Aaron Schwartzman even offered up some assistance. <laughs> he got her coffee, olive oil, and for what turned out to be their final date, they had Mexican food. <laughs> and all of that was not enough to induce labor. When the morning of the 10th arrived, yeah. Sam was sent packing to give more drastic measures a try. It's time for a hot beef injection. Uh, host Jesse Palmer provided an update prior to the rose ceremony. Ah. He said she has not pooped yet. She's doing okay, but there's been no movement with respect to that just yet. So on average, how long could do, um, like you can have a compacted colon, you can, you can, I know you can have a toxic reaction in your system. On average, how long w- should you go or before you really seek medical That's a good question. assistance? I was telling Nick the other day, I think it was on Friday, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go take my first poop in a, in a week. Yeah, uh, that was really? a long time. Really? Yeah. That was yeah. a week? Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm I was, uh, I've been dieting and I've been eating better. Yeah. And uh, when that happens, I find that I, I have far fewer bowel movements. Yes. I'm exercising more often and I'm eating better and I think my body uses up You're using everything, yes. Yeah, so... Yes. Um, so, and... And it was a good one on Friday, Nick. All anyway, right. I was, uh, it was very nice. No video? High five. Uh, no, but I can do that next time if you want. Uh, by now, Sam's situation has surely been resolved. There's no word on whether she, uh, whether or not she needed medical intervention or if home field advantage was all that was needed to get things moving. But apparently, uh, she's she's okay. How romantic. <laughs> Isn't it, though? It's all part of being in paradise. They, they don't have this problem in the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> All right, uh, we going to do clips? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir. The, cinema- the cinematic thriller, Dangerous Waters, is about a young woman, her boyfriend, and her single mother embark on a sailing adventure to Bermuda. However, when criminals suddenly attack their boat, the trip turns into a desperate fight for survival. Uh-huh. And here, actor Ordea Rush talks about her process of finding her character within herself. The emotional work was um, it was tough, but also we filmed everything chronologically, so it, it felt more honest than usual, I think. We were, you know, we, Saffron and I had an amazing connection, Saffron played my mom, and um, she left, you know, as she did her death scene and then left, so there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of things to draw there because of how we filmed yeah, it. Yeah, big whoop, no one cares. <laughs> Dangerous Waters is currently available in select theaters and on demand. Here's our next clip. House of Usher is a contemporary horror series based on multiple works by Edgar Allan Poe. In this clip, production designer Lauren Kelsey uh, talks about the journey of translating Poe's work to modern day. I think it was actually really interesting uh, and an interesting challenge because all the period works um, in the show, like the older time periods that we visited, those were a lot easier to incorporate in. But as you as you alluded to, taking a modern, you know, big glass high-rise apartment and finding a way to instill the value of, of sort of the Poe of it all is very challenging. Translation boring. <laughs> the Fall of the House of Usher is now streaming on Netflix. You know it's wild? Because I, 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 I watched the trailer and a few minutes of it, and it appears to be done in the original prose, the original... Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my guess, and oh. I might be wrong on that, Nick, but 
take a perusal of even just the trailer, and I think that's the way they're approaching. I like it. when they do that when they yeah. take uh, old text and I mean, you know, they, they keep the keep it verbatim, but they add modern flair to it. Kind of like the Romeo and Juliet, yeah, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Exactly. I was reading a review that this is it's very macabre and pretty intense. So I don't know. I haven't super seen moody it as personally so. as is the material. Yep. All right. Uh, that's the entertainment report, and we are going to take a break a little bit later this morning. We're going to talk Phil's Greg Murphy, and uh, we got stuff to do and things to give away. So we'll take a break and come back in just a second. Hang out with us. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Then we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour, presented by College Ave Student Loans, a better way to pay for college, and 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your school. Uh, Nick pulled up the extended forecast for Halloween that day, uh, high 58, so it's cooling off by the time uh, we get there. Right, yeah. Maybe a chance of a passing shower that Shut evening. The- but I mean, you know, we're still a few days out. We're, yeah, we're a little yeah, yeah, out, exactly. So, uh, who knows what'll happen? But it, but it is looking like the temperature is going to turn a little bit cooler. But that's that's doable. That's but not it's, crazy cold. Yeah, you got a costume on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, I over the weekend experienced uh, for the first time ever uh, with Kathy in attendance my first fall activity. Oh, I didn't know about this. Where'd you go? Did I went to. Floral and hardy. And I like your backyard, basically, right? And I made a little uh, pumpkin succulent. You did? I did. Where's the video? I actually was just editing uh, the reel on Instagram. I'm, I'm going to post it this morning. So This I, was Saturday? Yeah, uh, no, it was Friday. Friday so I, I just showed up at the tail end of it because I was out playing golf with a buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, personality is here. It was a beautiful day, and Kathy had texted me. She's like, by the way, this is going on. So I hauled ass back. Wow. Uh, to make it in time. And I just made it in time. They were wrapping up, but they had some nice little port wine cheese and crackers <laughs> and some wine. And there was like uh, like a lot of ladies and one guy, right? Yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I met yeah, him. He was so, and same yeah. story as the guy that came out to um, Jeff Devlin's farm, Sycamore and Stone Farm with us. Um, it was like, it wasn't the same guy, but it was similar. Yeah. Um, this guy who came to Floral and, Flor and Hardy, I I said to him, you know, did your your girlfriend or wife, did she make you come or do you actually want to be here? And he was like, actually, I heard the list. He's like, I heard the pumpkin succulent pulled over on the side of the road. He was driving, <laughs> called his girlfriend and was like, do you want to do this? And she's like, yes, that sounds awesome. He goes, and I, I booked it. He goes, and then by the time you ended the list, he goes, it was sold out. So I was so excited that we we got in. So it was cool. I loved when guys come out. And that's take a part. good, that's you had a good time? Boyfriend or husband. Oh, yeah. God. That's, yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. a good call on his part. Yeah, it was fun. It was quick. You know, like they yeah. were wrapping up by the All time right. I got there. So I made my little succulent. It only took me like 10 minutes. <laughs> I did a pretty good job, I thought. You did. Uh, I, I want to see, when you get the pictures, yes, I want to see that in the video I, and I so on and so a, forth. I don't have a close-up of it. It's at home. But uh, and, I, and did I, you have a little wine? 
I, you know what? I didn't uh, yeah. because the game was coming on later on. I wanted to kind of hold off and did you do and any coke. Do my uh, <laughs> oh, I did yeah. a yeah. couple oh, yeah. of quick rails and then uh, <laughs> uh, and then got out of there. But uh, no, we were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you it get fun. crazy at Floral and Hardy. Well, I imagine, yes. Because the, the, the coke is done out like a jack-o'-lantern. So. Some of the ladies were in a good mood, for sure, when I got there. They were oh, yeah. and in, you know having what? a few drinks. It was such fun. a great group of people. There was um, a mother and a daughter. There were you know a lot of girlfriends that came together. I love uh, it. The, the women that were sitting next to us have been friends since first grade. They Aww. came out. There was a guy who was there with his girlfriend. Yeah, it was a couple of my friends came. It was and the fun. fact that you go and that, you know, you're, you're running, this is your baby. I mean, the, the, the activities thing and the fact that you go out and, and actively participate and enjoy it, that's a very cool thing to, you know, to do that. So. Well, and I have to say, like, like you know, the, when this was all created and the farm tour that I used to do with my cousin, um, who was there also, um, but when we found Floral and Hardy, like, I'm not joking. I, they're a little family-owned <laughs> shop, uh, and Bill sometimes gives me a hard time, but, like, they, they don't have, I can't find classes like that. There are other classes out there, for uh-huh. sure, but the ones that they offer, like, it's just... It's so much fun. It's such a nice place. They do a great job with everybody that comes out. So um, I, I'm really thankful to them that they did kind of this exclusive event for us. Uh, so that was nice. That was uh, that was a good way to cap off the uh, the Friday evening uh, with Kath because uh, we don't want to talk about Friday night's baseball game. But Saturday's was way better. Yes, oh, much yeah. better. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I wake up on Sunday morning. Still glowing from Floral and Hardy? Uh, <laughs> no, glowing from the, the Phil's victory oh, that night okay, all right. uh, on Saturday. <laughs> and the pumpkin. And uh, as uh, we're just kind of getting our morning started, I hear Rochelle. She goes, she goes by the uh, into our laundry area, into the um, utility, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, the laundry room, whatever. And all of a sudden I hear her. She goes, oh, my God. There's a bird in the house. Wait, what? A I'm bird? Like, You're kidding me. I'm like, no. I'm like, that's going to take all day to get this thing out of here. <laughs> so sure enough, I come walking around and he's in there and I have video of it. Uh, I need to edit it down because I was, uh, you know, walking around for a while following the escapades of this bird. So a sparrow or a starling? A, a little bird of some type. It was a little bit bigger than a finch, but right. uh, I don't know exactly what it was. Uh, but and they're, and they're tricky. Yeah, they are. They're tricky. And so he he starts off in the laundry room, and then uh, we're, we're trying to figure out what to do. Now, our laundry room doesn't have a door on it. We took it off years ago. It just makes more sense because uh, it goes out to the um, uh, the garage. Yeah. And uh, so I walk in there, and I'm, like, just trying to assess the situation, and then he darts right out of the laundry room into the kitchen. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh then boy. he goes into the from the. <laughs> From the kitchen into this area that's kind of like what we call our game room, there's pool table and, and football table and all that. Now he has free reign of the whole house because he oh, made oh, it yeah. out of the laundry room. Made it out of there, yeah. and there are no doors where he's flying. <laughs> oh, no, man. And so I'm following him around trying to figure out what to do, and he starts flying into windows, and we're like, okay, obviously we need to open up the windows. we got to figure out a way to usher him out. And then he makes it into the foyer, and then he went upstairs. <laughs> oh, no! So I'm like, oh my a bird God. like that, if you you know, it, it's virtually impossible yeah. unless you have a real professional level butterfly net. Yeah, you're gonna have no shot at getting a bird out. Of, how long did it take? 
Actually, not as long as I thought it would. So, the flamethrower. So, so once he went upstairs, he ends up into the, the main bedroom. I, I didn't know where he went once he flew upstairs. I'm like, oh, my God, where is he? Um, so first thing I did is I went upstairs and closed all the doors. Yes. I'm like, wherever he is, we want to contain him in one area. We're containing uh-huh. our problem. Oh, my cats would have destroyed Thank the God the dogs didn't see the bird. They would have flipped out. Okay. So are you playing like super? Out. Hey, guys, I just go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to chew on your little jerky Treats. I don't know. I don't know Go where take a shower. they were. Actually, they they must have been hiding out downstairs somewhere. But uh, so I made it up, and, and he's in. It, it, it turns out he's in the bedroom. Yeah. And so I had the door closed, uh, thankfully, and then we opened up all the windows, and he found his way out. We have two ways to do this, Bird. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. But the, I thought the show was going to be an all day affair. Trying to get that thing out of the house. You see because them. you may have you may have flown into some little cubby somewhere, and yeah. it's like I'm going to hide out here for a while. Anytime uh, anything like that gets into the house, they seem oh. incapable of figuring out which way is out of the house. Yeah, because they want to hide. Yeah, yeah. You know, they feel threatened. I would right. imagine. Did he crap all over your house? I didn't see any bird poop. No, no. But, but he ate one of the dogs. <laughs> did you see him fly out the window? No, Rochelle did. Oh, all right. Uh, so yeah, there was, <laughs> Bye, there, was there was visual confirmation. <laughs> right, because sometimes you're like, well, we haven't seen him in a half hour. He's got to be gone, right? And, yeah. And uh, he just turns out he's in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I immediately was thinking of, like, the, the birds that uh, that live in Lowe's and Home Depot, yes. you know, because you see them all the time. I'm yeah. like, they, they just settle in. In in, the, in a mall. Yeah. I, I, I think there was the one time, was it Franklin Mills I was in? I saw more birds yeah. in that friggin' mall. Like, it was just crazy, the amount. And I don't know, because you'll see them, and sometimes... How do you do? You even try to get them out? No, you, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's just going to be no way. Yeah. Um. And and the ones in in Lowe's and Home Depot. I mean, they find food. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, they they probably a food court. Build yeah. nests. Yeah. And, uh, and I they, mean, it's got it is a perfect place for a bird. I haven't looked around Costco. I bet you there's birds in Costco. Oh, Stop too. and think about that. You you the likelihood that you have a predatorial bird in there with you <laughs> is nominal. That'd be the yeah. one place where Kathy could do some bird watching as a Costco yeah, yeah, yeah. Target <laughs> or Target. Yeah. Oh, the bird watching is great at Target. <laughs> I don't know if the, the if the ceilings are high enough in Target. By the way, the yeah. uh, the Target in uh, Plymouth meeting caught on fire. Did oh you, no! Did you get my email? Yeah, what Kathy happened? Was distraught. <laughs> I don't think it was anything. It must have been minor. I think it. I uh, I thought it was like an electrical fire. Uh, okay. like, Your uh, credit card set on fire. Uh, seriously, <laughs> no, spontaneously <laughs> combusted. Steve, there was a sign that said. Um, Closed until further notice. Oh my God! I was like, what? Well, when is the notice coming? Well, and I haven't heard an update. I don't know if they've reopened. By the way, speaking of the bird thing, here's an interesting suggestion from somebody who texted. In. They said the trick is to black out all of your windows except one, and they will fly to where the light is. Somebody use paint? Oh. No, but if you have uh, if you have blinds or curtains, oh, that's obvious. You close everything, and uh, that's paint a, is addressed. That's a good idea. Hang on, I'm going to go to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Good morning. Hi, Preston. How are you doing? Good. What's up, Alicia? Oh, last Christmas, my husband went to pick a cab, uh, package off the front step. We had a wreath there. The birds love the wreath. And he's like, I told you not to put that wreath back on. <laughs> sure enough, the damn bird comes flying in. Our Christmas tree's up. Oh, man. He's like, there's a bird in the house. And I'm like, oh, you, you know, crap. We're <laughs> running around screaming, trying to get a blanket. <laughs> to get this bird out and all of a sudden I just had this, something said just close your legs and it was flying around our, our family room I closed my legs I catch the bird between my legs you what? caught I, the bird between your legs between my legs and I'm like it's <laughs> my legs and he's like what do you mean I'm like the bird the bird 
<laughs> oh my God! Wow! You caught a bird between your legs. So he's like, I don't know what to do. So I just reached down, I gently grabbed the bird, and I'm like, Oh my God! Oh my God! And I'm screaming, and I walk outside, and I throw, you know, throw the bird in the air, and he flies away. But, um, Let me ask you, maybe this is indelicate. Did you ever work in the porn industry? Yeah, because right. I, I, that's incredible leg control that you could catch a, and the bird was in flight. Obviously, it was. I it was just the weirdest thing, and I honestly feel like this is like the one superpower I have. I can get the <laughs> birds between your thighs. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed with myself. My daughter and my husband are like, "Oh my god, would you shut up about this?" <laughs> no, like, that is a it's a miracle. That bird is out of our house. It's crazy anymore, and the whole thing was caught on the rain camera. It's crazy uh, that you didn't uh, that you didn't injure the bird. You know, I yeah, know. they're so it, insanely it was a, delicate. It was a tiny bird. It was yeah. a little tiny, like sparrow, and I just caught it, and the rain camera proved it all. And we we're like, oh my gosh, you sound like such idiots. Do you, do you have footage of you catching the bird on the ring no. camera? Oh, damn it. it was, no, it was just like all the audio. Okay. Like, oh my gosh, the ring camera. So we played it back. It was, it was pretty hysterical. So. Alicia, you're about to say, and then afterwards, what happened? Oh, and, um, and then afterwards, we read the same thing. Shut off all the lights, open a door, put a light on in that one area and the bird will go to the light. I'm like, okay. we did everything wrong. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. just use it. Well, you, you got the thigh master at the house. I know, yeah. I know. Wow. I love it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. Appreciate it. Um, so, so you darken all the windows and you leave one window light and they'll find it. Okay. okay. All right. I like that. All right. We'll go to Samantha. Hi, Samantha. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up? So I'm a teacher and I, I called last week about Yosemite. But, Yosemite, yes. Yes, that's me. So I was virtual teaching during COVID, and basically you're on Zoom, and I'm teaching a student, and she's reading, uh, like tutoring, and she's reading a passage, and all of a sudden, like next to my head, I hear like a boom. I'm like, what the? And I look over, and there's, I think they're like the swallows. They have the long pointy noses. Right. And it starts dive bombing at my head. I'm screaming, and the girl's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Nothing, nothing. Everything's okay." So she turns her camera back on, and now I'm running around my office trying to catch this bird. My dog comes running in because now she's like, "What's going on?" So I'm chasing the dog, who's chasing the bird, and because it's virtual teaching, okay, sorry, because it's virtual teaching, I'm still in my pajama shorts with like a nice top on. Oh my god. So she's like, Miss P, what are you wearing? I'm like, nothing. Hold on. You're being attacked by this bird? Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the? And she's laughing. She can see it on the Zoom. And so finally, I like shoo it into like um, a, a bathroom and open the window and it gets out. But then like her mom comes on. Her mom's like, yeah. He was attacked by a bird. And mom's like, stop telling funny stories. <laughs> no, 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 she's right. I, I was. Uh, that's oh wild. What, yeah, what, what, a, what a bizarre situation to have a bird bombing your head. Yeah. Yeah, while I'm teaching. While you're oh teaching. <laughs> yeah, that's the big fear. So when Thanks, you, get, you get so we've had I've had um I don't think I've ever had a bird in this I've had a bat in my apartment yeah. twice. Oh <laughs> man. That uh, actually and in my house in Maniunk. Uh, I walked in, I'll never forget this. That's when we had 10 cats. 
So, uh, uh, you know, suddenly, I, I, I put two and two together as I'm walking through the house. I realize I haven't seen any cats. I go up, Kathy, to my bedroom, and every cat in the house is just there. All, it's like the Mormon Caternacle Choir lined up on my bed, all their heads in unison, and they're watching this bat fly around. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the wor- You got into the worst house ever, bat. Um, I, they, so these birds used to fly into my garage every time I would open up the garage door. And we actually talked about it on the air a couple of years ago, but a, a, some bird expert, uh, had emailed <laughs> me or called in. And remember they said that it's like, this is their nesting time. Like this, like now is when I guess they're creating and building their nest. So that's what they're trying to do. And so that's their why inclination is to fly into. That's why they're trying I, to like get into our garages or into the house or whatever. Yeah. We have no idea how this bird ended up in our house. I don't know at what point the doors were open or we... we was it hiding behind the succulent? We leave our back door open for wide dogs. for the dogs to go in and out so maybe. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't really know but uh, yeah, somebody texted and said, uh, here's a tip. If you smash out all the windows in the house, the bird will eventually. <laughs> that's, that's that's yeah, just throw, keep chairs out. by every window to <laughs> throw them through. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to Chris next. Hi, Chris. Morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Good. Um, so I used to catch them for a living. God. <laughs> he's got he's got bird stories, Chris. Yeah. What did you do with birds? Uh, so we used to catch them on uh, really fine nets. You'd hang them by magnets off the rafters inside Lowe's, Depot, Target, Walmart. So, so this so is you, your... would, you would come in and do this. You were hired to do this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, my brother still does it for a living. My brother still owns his own business doing it. So let me ask you, Chris, that is the exact focus of the business is to capture birds that get into businesses? That, and they put what you call bird nets up on the canopies and stuff so the birds can roost on the canopies. Okay, so put, so how often are you working, um, you know, with um, this sort of thing? How often are you being called to, to places to get rid of birds? It was a lot years ago. We yeah. used to do it for all the Lowe's, all the Walmarts, all the Targets. Yeah, the Lowe's. We used to go to BJ's, Sam's Clubs, Any- malls, all different malls of call. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, if you stop and think of like Lowe's or BJ's, those those doors are open all the time. Well, the, well, the birds fly by and actually set the sensors off to open up the doors. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> if you pay attention, you'll see a bird fly past the sensor. And, wow. and once the bird flies past, three more will fly in. <laughs> No, are they teaming up? All the time. Well, the savings are unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, group savings. Yeah. You got to see yeah. the size of the bird seed bags in this place. All right, so Chris, you yeah. guys would set up these nets, and uh, would they, uh, they they would trap the birds? So they, you'd come back like a cut. You would chase back. them. Oh, yeah, you, we would stay there. We would set them up uh, and stay there. We'd and you chase would, them with lasers. You would chase and them with lasers? Yep. Birds don't like the way called the light. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. And so you had you had nets them. you had nets on magnets, correct? Yeah. So when, when, it's like a really fine net. It's not a heavy net like a fishing net. So the it's bird flies net. into the net and does that pull the uh, magnets off? All right. Yeah. Wait, so what do you what do you uh, use the lasers for? To fry them. <laughs> to chase them. To chase them away. I if they were sitting somewhere, you want to chase them somewhere else, you just shine the light near them and they take off running. Oh, okay. you shine the laser at the birds and then that makes them yeah. fly away? Pew, pew. Yes. Wow. So that, I never thought about that. So if you had a bird in your house and you have like a like a pen laser, like a like a laser pointer, would that work? Yeah, or you're gonna, you'll, get, you'll probably give a bird a heart attack if it's in your house. No, I don't want to do that. It has nowhere to really go. 
But closing all, you know, closing all the windows and all that, being black and leaving one open, it doesn't always work like that. Yeah, you couldn't, you, you couldn't do that in a Lowe's. No, you couldn't do it in a house either because the birds, they're, they're not going to sit there and look for that. All right. Okay. Their whole thing to do is what, what they're going to do in a house is they're going to try to find, find any window they can to go out. Right, yeah, that's the, the one that that was in there on uh, Sunday. Was it kept flying into the windows? And sad. Yeah, and uh, we just had to usher him out of one in particular. Yeah, I didn't realize there was an, a full occupation. I thought, you know, like uh, who who would you call it? There you go. You guys do it for a living. Yeah, my brother still does it for a living. All right, what's the name of his company, Chris? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> unique services. Unique services. There's, there's multiple companies that actually do this, believe it or not. Really? Okay, I never heard about yeah. this, but so uh, thank you for answering the question. I, I never realized there was an industry. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sam. All right, hang on a second. I want to go to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hello. What's up, bud? Hey. Hey, so uh, the only thing worse than a bee in your car is a bird. <laughs> so you've had it in your car. And it's my it was my work truck. Like I I, I had stopped at a job. I lo- I hopped out, left the door open to get something uh, at this house, and they um, hop back in. I'm driving from Drexel Hill, hopping on 476, and with the work truck and you know, the tools and stuff, and it's a van, so stuff rattling around doesn't make it. You know, doesn't bother me or doesn't. I don't notice anything, and all of a sudden, this bird comes flying up from the back of the van and gets stuck Come in the on. vent of my dashboard, oh my, my, my defroster vent. It got stuck in your it got stuck in your defroster vent. Like he came flying up and he was just stuck in the windshield and the and the dashboard and then uh, you know I'm uh, trying to get my window down and I'm driving on 476 swerving <laughs> all over the place so you know he won't get stung like a bee would but he will crap all over your dashboard and seats. Oh and, how how big was the bird? It was just like a robin or something, but it was huh. scary enough that you know freaking out driving down. Well, yeah, yeah. things flapping his wings around. It yeah. can fly up and hit you in the face, and then sure. the next thing you know, you're wrecking your car. You know, so <clears throat> I totally get it. And what if it has rabies? <laughs> was oh. it foaming at the beak? Rabid birds. <laughs> no. All right, thanks, Chris. I appreciate. I, it. I think I'd freak the hell out if I had a bird. I mean, yes. Yeah, I can't I, believe he kept driving. Yeah. Well, he was on the highway. I, yeah, mean, I guess, but I, I think I just, I, you might pull I over. Pull over, yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't they have special sections for birds? Right. Yeah, like the yeah. bird lot. <laughs> uh, let me go to Fred. We're gonna, we're gonna move up from birds. Hi, Fred. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? So I was a kid in the late seventies. We were watching the Wonderful World of Disney. We had a fire in the fireplace. A squirrel came down the fireplace and ran into our living room. <laughs> so how does it come? Not, like <laughs> you had a fire going. Yes, and his tail was not an inferno, but it was on fire and smoke. Oh, my God. You had a burning squirrel running around your house. (laughs) Jesus. So my mom was screaming. I thought it was pretty cool. (laughs) We we immediately, my mom yelled, close the door to the upstairs so he doesn't go upstairs. My dad got a broom. I got, I think I got a yardstick. I didn't have anything. We were trying to see how big it was. Yeah. And um, to to try to not so we'd have to touch it. So we eventually there's we had a screen door in our, in our living room where our deck was. We opened that, and after probably five or ten minutes, we finally got him out of the house. Were you able to to just, get its its uh, tail out to put the fire out? 
Well, no, the fire, there wasn't a fire in the house. It's the squirrel was on fire. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Yes. I would imagine he wasn't, like, actively lit up spreading flames all over the house, right? I mean, I, no, 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 no. No, it was just barely. It was just, you could see it was. Just smoldering. smoldering. Okay. Like it was all just, right. Like you could see it wasn't like an inferno. Not your classic burning squirrel. You could, you could see his tail just singed up like as if he threw it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I thought you had, like, a like a, like a flare with legs running around your house. No. All right. And then he, after the squirrel went out, it was on the deck until the next day. Like, it didn't move. Oh. Because it was dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until we picked it up. Hey, it's asleep. <laughs> uh, I love it. It's a great story. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate it. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go um, back to uh, people who catch these birds indoors for a living. I have Lauren on the line. Lauren, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Lauren? Yeah, so to go off of the one, Chris, um, I also work for a facility maintenance company that does uh, bird control. We do a lot with the airport. Um, and, yeah, so we, we've we gone to Costco and sat up in the rafters and just waited for birds and then caught, caught them in nets. Um, we've gone into banks to catch birds. Wow. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah. So Lauren, how, netting. How, how, many, how many businesses like yours exist? There's quite a few in the area. Um, when I started working, I was not privy to this industry. Um, and then I'm three, almost four years into it. And you would be surprised how many actual companies we that are in the area that do things like this. Um, we do more customer, um, you know, business-based uh, as opposed to houses. Uh, but we've gone to the casinos. We've gone in, like, those lines, you know, the fishing wire kind of lines. Yeah. We've put those on. Um, all over the boardwalks, but yeah, so um, it's a biz- it's a big and um, profitable business. You would you would be surprised. Lauren, a uh, question about with uh, with the airport and bird control is that all indoors, or do you guys work on uh, keeping them out of the way of the runways and stuff like that? Yeah, so we do all. Um, so we're on both departures and arrivals road all the time. Um, all of that netting that you might see, any of those plastic spikes that you see up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've we've done most of that work. Um, we'll be we'll be at the airport this week doing some work. Um, so yeah, uh, we also go. Yeah. Say that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. By it's the way, a technical in, term in uh, in, in yeah. Florida uh, around all the resorts and stuff like that, you will see the fishing wire strung up all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, that keeps uh, birds out of restaurant areas and, and out of the pool areas and stuff like that. So you guys rig up things just, like that. I was just in Florida uh, Disney World and they do a fantastic job making sure most of the time um, that the birds, the flying birds, are kept away. But those ducks, they can be a little... Um, <laughs> those son of a bitches. Those ducks. Uh, is the, well, yeah, when I was in Europe, I noticed that there was a, a ton of, you know, you're dealing with these incredibly um, storied buildings and architecture and statues that had, like, it appeared like state-of-the-art stuff to keep the birds from crapping all over them. So, um, yeah, I, I guess it's a science unto itself. Yeah, and and matter of fact, too, is you wouldn't, be, you know, you wouldn't think this, but, uh, you know, bird droppings, they can cause a lot of harm to materials because of the acid in it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and then just breathing it in, 
um, can cause yeah, no, a lot I of do, harm, No, I do. I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy thinks about that type <laughs> I, I of thing. Kathy has a little atomizer right. that has bird crap in it, and she has to decide whether or not to spray it on every morning. Yeah, no, I mean, and then, yeah, so spray, if you ever come across that, maybe in your backyard. Don't smell bird crap. Yeah. Yep, spray down as best as you can with just water, um, and then clean it up. Okay. Because if you just try and pressure clean that, or, you know, just clean it up with a... Uh, hose itself, you're going to cause damage to the ground. It's going to get real acidy. So, yeah, definitely spray mm. it down, let it sit, and then wash it off. I didn't realize wow. that because the bitch right. of it is it tastes so damn good. Oh, my God. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Lauren. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Have you. a good one, guys. All right. You too. All right. Hang on a second. I want to go to Ed here quickly. Ed, you are on the air, bud. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. First of all, uh, real quick, Steve, I had the same situation. My, we used to foster cats before we had kids. Right. At one point, we had 17 cats in our house. <laughs> oh, my God. When a bird got in. Yeah. It's and like you it got was, in the wrong house. Yeah. Yeah. But I used to work for 84 Lumber, and I don't know if you guys ever been to one, but there's no heat and air conditioning. It's basically one giant open. Uh, we have you know these big doors on the side for the where we bring stuff in and out. So a big 20 by 20 door. We don't get the bird in constantly. So, you know, they constantly be in and out, like making nests in the, in the material on the roof right. or in the ceiling. And what would eventually happen was we were, you know, we were down in South Jersey, so the hawks would find would find where the birds were. So the hawks would come in <laughs> and then they would chase them around the warehouse. And then, as a matter of fact, my assistant manager once got buzzed by one of these hawks, like literally within inches, just flew right by his head. And they would, you know, they would basically eat them or chase them out or whatever. And then the hawks would go, oh, well, there's no more food. So they would leave. The birds would come back. And then they would draw the hawks back in. So it was like a whole cycle through every year, like every six months. So you're saying you would have hawks attacking birds inside your building. Yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, and that's when they, they brought in the bobcat to attack the And then, attack the, and then the elephant to stop the bobcat. And then they brought a mouse in yeah. to scare the elephant away. It's just this weird cycle. Of yeah. Little birds in, hawks would come in. Everything, all little birds would either eat eaten or run. Dude. Hawks would leave. Yeah. Birds would come back. Dude, and when... when hawks uh, come back. It was so funny. Yeah, when a hawk, you know, you must have seen lots of... Because they leave all sorts of viscera and they massacre them. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, we, I mean, bird droppings in our warehouse was ridiculous. It yeah. was so hard to, you know, especially some of the higher up shelves with the stuff we didn't like, you know, we didn't get to very often or sell very much of. The storage stuff, stuff like that would be, yeah, it was bird droppings everywhere we would deal with. But, and then the other funny thing was that we had like some windows, like by the front counter, and the birds would do the same thing. Like we would hear, oof, and look over, and there's this little starling or whatever Jesus sitting. <laughs> you know, sometimes they would kill them, they would end up killing themselves, and sometimes they would just literally knock themselves unconscious for a few seconds and it'd be funny to watch him come to and then fly away. Yeah, what the hell was hey. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just passing by. It was entertaining, to say the least. All yeah. right, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, we'll see. Uh, let me see here. Um, all right, yeah, hang on. Let me go to uh, Samantha. We'll take a couple more calls real quick here. Hi, Samantha. Morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, How what's up? You? We're good. What do you want to share with us? So I have two stories. Uh, in my parents' house, my room was the attic, and there were crawl spaces to access the air conditioner. So one day, my brother is home. Um, the house is being painted, 
he had made some food, left it on the table, and the painter comes up and knocks on his bedroom door and says, do you have a pet squirrel? And he's like, uh, no. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so the squirrel was on the kitchen table eating what my brother had left behind. Uh, thank God the dog was upstairs in my brother's bedroom with him at the time because that would have been yeah, great. Yeah, bloody. I, yeah. So we caught animal control eventually. We got, we got him. Um, but he come in through the access panel that was in my bedroom. I wasn't home at the time, thank God. Um, and then the other story, we got a we had a bat. I was in bed, and it was later in the evening. I kind of had the lights down, and all of a sudden, I just see something just fly out the corner of my eye. Yeah, and I just scream, bloody murder. And we find out that it was a bat. We sent my dad upstairs with like a broom and a basket. Yeah. And kind of like standard equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so kind Fo- of like um, football helmet. Yeah. Know. Tennis racket. Yeah. Yes. And eventually we did get him. Uh, he threw a shoe across the room. And the bat? Him. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so how long did it take to get him out of the house? Um, solid 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> so you got off lightly, Preston. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, man. I'm real lucky, without question. Yeah, no, it's, it's wild because they will find, like, for example, in a house, Makes bats, sense. specifically the vents oh, on yeah. the side of your house, anywhere. In fact, they're attracted to, like, like a, a, like a slot, almost like a mail slot. Yeah. yeah. That's what they look for. Well, how long do you have an animal stuck in your house before you just go, I guess this animal lives here now? Yeah, this is our uh, new roomie. (laughs) It's Bebo, the squirrel. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I would imagine, Case, you know, the better part of a day after that. All right, I guess we have a squirrel uh, living in the house. This is Biffy the bat. (laughs) Remember the possum that crapped all over my parents' bathroom? Your your parents were unaware that they were actually feeding a possum. (laughs) The cats were losing losing weight. They they were like, oh, I think they're getting old. They're probably on their way. Out. No, the possum was eating every last bit yeah. of their food. Oh my god! But your possum is incredibly fat. <laughs> wow. And then my dad, we had a, um, a friend of uh, of my brother's was staying in, you know, living with my parents right, at the right. time, and my dad blamed him for the poop that was oh smeared all over the. My mom was like, "You think Mike smeared <laughs> crap all over the bathroom walls?" <laughs> Well, we did uh, we did get off quite lucky. Uh, the bird was out within ten minutes, so that wow. was that was an easy one. I thought for sure we were not attacked. A better part of a day. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen. Thank you for the calls. We do appreciate it. I didn't know that about the bird catching industry. I had, I had no, no idea, idea. Yeah. because I always just thought, oh well, it'll get out when yeah. it gets out. No. All right. We're gonna break. We're gonna come back when we return. Bizarre file stories. A plenty from the weekend to share with you. A little later on this morning, our good friend Greg Murphy. We're gonna talk fills with him. So let's. Hang out together. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before getting to the Beef Isle Real, a quick plug I got an email. This was from uh, Skeeter. Skeeter? Yeah, Skeeter, Skeeter reached out to me. Skeeter uh, Seifert and uh, wanted to mention the Power 5K Run and One Mile Walk, which is coming up this Sunday at 9 a.m. And it benefits the Parkinson's Connection Program. Uh, and let's see, with uh, Cats JCC. Uh, so... This is cool. She said that we have uh, classes like uh, yoga, spinning, boxing, martial arts, and tons of other programs that help them fight the symptoms of the disease while building strength, confidence, and uh, gives them a community of support as they walk uh, through their journey. And uh, we have uh, offer offer support groups uh, for help and family members, those who are affected by Parkinson's. So it is taking place in Cherry Hill. And I have a link to this. I sent it over to you, Nick. I don't know if you had a chance to post it or not. Not yet, but I will. But it's the Catch JCC Power 5K One Mile and uh, Walk for for Parkinson's. So we'll post that information up. And if it sounds like something you want to be a part of uh, in a little bit, just check the community portion yeah. of PrestonandSteve.com. You'll find all kinds of great events. And this is the time of year a lot of really cool outdoor events kind are of taking stuff. place. Yeah, and uh, you can go do something you're probably going to do anyway and support a charity. Yeah, definitely. So take a look when you get a chance. And thank you, Skeeter. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, let's do the B5. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it's brought to you by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. I'm going to start with this story. Uh, if uh, Never Forgetting was an award, this woman won it. A Dallas woman sabotaged a man for 15 years by ruining his favorite TV shows, and she claims his engagement after he wronged her friend one night back in college. That's pretty elaborate. Uh-huh. This is a long-term revenge uh uh, program that she had uh, in a TikTok video titled This is Generally Unhinged. Linda Solly uh, Linda Solly Heard uh, recalled the night that she was enjoying her night out with friends at a comedy show when one of her friends mistakenly knocked over a drink onto a man's lap. Heard said the man was so furious that he spit on her friend, what? calling the woman a stupid fat bitch. Oh. Heard uh, said, I'm screaming in this guy's face. That's assault. You're disgusting. You're trash. And he calls me an ugly bitch. We move on with our night and we we do not move on with our lives, she said. Uh, certainly not forgiving or forgetting. She tracked down the man's Facebook where she no Noticed he was a massive fan of Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. I don't uh-huh. know how she got his name, but somehow or another she did. All right. 
Feeling vengeful, she cleverly created fake Facebook accounts to spoil episodes on a weekly basis for both shows through direct messages. And this was back, she said, when shows were airing on TV, you get one a week, so you don't you, you would you would do anything to avoid a spoiler. She said, I went and I searched for all the spoilers. I go on Reddit, I get on all the forums, everything. She said the man tried to block every single fake account she made, but she just kept creating more and spoiling his television fun. She said, I did that for a couple of months and then I was over the grudge. Heard them revealed the man ended up in her political science class, which afforded her another opportunity to continue her scheme. She said he is a devil's advocate for everything. Every trash opinion you can have, he has it. She said one day he was firing up his PowerPoint uh, to the projector for a class project, and I saw his tab in his laptop right before it fires up with a little username. Thanks to her spying, she was able to track down the young man's Reddit account, she claims, and she then spammed him with more spoilers, but then gave it a break. Uh, Heard briefly retired from her vengeful fun, didn't bother the man for almost a decade until a mutual Facebook friend announced her engagement to the man. She said, I found out they were engaged when they were pretty close to the wedding, and I was like, I haven't thought of this guy in so long, she said. So I looked up his Reddit to see if he's still using it. Uh, She rushed to the man's Reddit account to see that he had been up to what he was up to all these years and discovered what she called some sinister things. She said, I saw some pretty sinister sinister stuff on Reddit. Uh, there are pictures that he's passing off as her, his fiance. Uh, and if it was your partner, you'd want to know, she said. So she said she signed uh, into one of the unused Facebook accounts and messaged the man's Reddit post to his then fiance. Heard said the woman broke off the engagement after sending her a few of the sinister Reddit posts. And as now, she is remarried with children. She said, the last time I checked, I saw her. She's got beautiful children and a thriving business and seems to have a happy marriage. Seems to, right? So right. I don't know what ended up happening with the guy. Yeah, well, right. she's, she's with somebody else. She didn't yeah. end up with that guy. But nonetheless, she never gave up. Well, she stopped for a while. And then she saw that the guy was still being a douchebag. So Just incredibly elaborate. She went after him. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, this is pretty wild, especially the pictures of it. Construction workers were left dangling helplessly from an office building after scaffolding uh, collapsed. They were left 500 feet in the air on the high-rise building development in Sao Paulo, Brazil, earlier this week. A person died during the incident, but it's not known whether they were struck by debris or if they fell. The other workers left dangling were later rescued by an on-site crane. The pictures of them, they're literally hanging on to these poles, like 500 feet in the air. You just want to die. Yeah. Police dispatched a helicopter to the scene and 10 fire engines. We can't help you. We're also sent. An eyewitness said that the trapped workers were rescued after a few minutes. They said the noise was very loud. A lot of things fell. The structure came down. We couldn't see where the debris fell because it was inside the construction site. Uh, authorities are investigating the case. I mean, wow. first off, you're not working up there if you're not good with heights. But I don't yeah. care how good you are. You're going to crap yourself. Yeah, look oh at these. God. We're looking at pictures right now. That is, uh, yeah. Now, they have safety harnesses, I guess, but it's insane. They're 500 feet in the air. A homeowner is mulling the next step after a company mistakenly demolished a home she owned in southwest Atlanta. Sorry about that. Susan Hodgson said that she found a pile of rubble in place of what used to be her longtime family property when she returned from vacation last month. She said, I keep walking up thinking, waking up thinking this is, is this all a joke or something? I'm just in shock. She said a neighbor called her while she was away and asked if someone had been hired to tear down the vacant house. Uh, 
Uh, and she said, I said, no. And she said, well, there's somebody over here who just demolished the whole house and tore it all down. Jeez. Uh, when the workers confronted them, uh, when the neighbors confronted them, Hodgson said the workers got nasty. She said he told her to shut up and mind her own business. Shut up. Uh, she sent a family member over to see what was going on, who asked to see a permit. When a person in charge at the site checked his permit, Hodgson said he admitted he was at the wrong address. It was a six, not a nine. Hodgson said that she filed a report with police and has talked with lawyers, but that they remain in limbo so far. Uh, to this day, she said the Atlanta-based company responsible uh, called You Call It, We Haul It has yet to contact her. Said it's hard to believe someone thinks that they have the right to just come up here, tear something up, and walk away from it, and didn't come back to say, I'm sorry, what do I need to do to fix this? It was an accident, and they didn't give me nothing, he, she said. They didn't give so. them nothing. They hired a lawyer whose slogan is, you screw it, we sue it. Ah, so I don't know yeah. if there'll be any resolution to this or could, not. Could you imagine having your entire home just demolished? No. All right, and then finally, this is a great story. An alleged thief found a clever way to hide from authorities in Poland, posing in a store window as a mannequin. <laughs> a 22-year-old with a bag in his hand froze motionless, pretending to even be a mannequin in front of a shop window, police said. They said in this way, he wanted to avoid being exposed by the cameras. Uh, the thief posed until the mall st- uh, the, the store closed. Once the last wow. customer had left and the mall doors were secure, the man broke from his stance and robbed a jewelry stance. The mannequin so came alive. I'm in love. He stood there all day. Yes, right and you can build it. Uh, authorities said that the thief came back for round two on another occasion. They said this time he ate his fill at one of the food stations before stealing a new outfit. Just like a bird in a Costco. Afterward, <laughs> he returned to have some more food. Polish authorities said that eventually the man's luck ran out and he was noticed by mall security guards and he was arrested and police said that he could face up to 10 years in prison, wow. by the way. Okay, in that movie, Mannequin, yes. she was like a an Egyptian, an Egyptian princess. Yes, right. Or something like that. That's it, it yeah. Control. Right. And she was cursed and right. had to remain motionless or I... Who knows? But it was the Wanamaker building. It was the Wanamaker the building right here in Philadelphia. That's, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, they yeah. did it. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's what I have <laughs> in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right. I got something for you to win. I have a pair of passes for an advanced screening of Five Nights at Freddy's. And it's going to be on Wednesday night, AMC Cherry Hill. We will take caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. You can go to WMMR.com for more chances to win tickets. Uh, entry deadline is today at 11 a.m., by the way. Uh, but this Halloween, when the night shift starts, the nightmare begins. It's from Bloom House and uh, predict, uh, producer of Megan, by the way. And Universal Pictures presents Five Nights at Freddy's rated PG-13 in theaters and on Peacock on October 27th. So we'll take the 17th caller, 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you those tickets. We're going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment. A little later on, uh, Greg Murphy jumping on, talk about the fills. We'll be back in just a sec. Hang out. Preston and Steve's 26th annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance. Starting November 13th. Inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Live from the Beanbow Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, we'd love to see you. So stop out with your donations and say hey. There are daily individual donor prizes plus some cool Camp Out swag too. And grab a free cup of morning coffee that's to Dunkin'. Donate with our volunteers. Equipped by Stauffer Glove and Safety. And the General Bill Contractors Association or make a cash donation on site at the Acme Markets tent or at the register of your local Acme store. 
Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Made possible by IMS Technology Services, a clear alternative water supply, Worth USA, Shapiro Fire Protection, Sling Max Rigging Solutions, and MJ Corp Screen Printing and Sign Shops. Just to remind you, we made an announcement last week, Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour. Yes. Uh, change for $1,000 for students who have an awesome dorm and want to show it off to us. Uh, it's thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Um, and you just make a short video that says, hey, Preston and Steve, here's my dorm room. And uh, then you uh, will get, uh, we'll, we'll have the voting up and running. It'll start uh, Saturday, November 4th. And whoever gets the most votes is going to be our winner and get a thousand bucks, which is a pretty sweet deal. So the reason being is because I think it was Casey who came to the revelation that uh, nowadays dorms are way more <laughs> cool than they used to be. Yeah. Or you had the, oppor- the opportunity to make them more cool than they used to yeah, be. Yeah, I think I blame, in a good way, like HGTV for teeping, teaching people how to like maximize their spaces. I think you're 100% right. Yeah. I think all those design ideas are now seeped down. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is how long you, I'm sure, spent all that time in college like, what I could have done and yeah. didn't. Yeah. You know? I would have crapped the room up anyway, yeah, but, yeah. you know. Uh, so, anyhow, you can go to uh, PrestonandSteve.com, get the information there, but uh, pass the word because we would love to give $1,000 to um, somebody who could use a little bit of cash as they're going to school. So, um, there's an article that Steve sent me over, and it's about uh, humor in general and the fact that it seems to be an essential part of virtually every human society across the world and throughout time. But what makes a joke funny and why do we even try to make people laugh in the first place? So researchers have taken an important step towards answering those questions after revealing the 10 oldest recorded jokes in existence. The 10, these are the 10 oldest jokes in recorded existence. Yeah, it was a study that was done by University of Wolverhampton. They found that the oldest joke in existence was a 4,000 year old fart joke. No. Oh my God. Written in ancient Sumeria. I kid you not. He's not lying, yeah. It's been around (laughs) since recorded history. Which shows you the long-lasting humor involved in farts. Yeah, it's true. It has, for 4,000 years, uh-huh. kept humanity <laughs> chuckling. Probably way before that. This before, is just the first recorded cave, one. Yeah. Some Neanderthal yeah. sitting there ripped one. Yeah. His semi-loincloth popped up, if they even wore them, mm-hmm. which they didn't. But, uh, and everyone chuckled. Yes. <laughs> it's what happened. It's why we've pointed out that babies laugh at farts. So I have the 10... Oldest jokes, if you guys are interested yes. in hearing these. Absolutely. I purposely... I mean, I, I've read a few of them, so... I did not read these ahead of time. I read, like, the number one and a couple here and there, but I do not know most of these. Are they? Are you going to give us the oldest one first? No, uh, no I'm going to I'm gonna start with the, 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 the youngest one first. The okay. kid. And, the kid and, in the pile. And you know what? And in fact, I, I don't have the headline for this first joke, so I don't know what year... It came from, it's a joke that comes from the pages of the world's oldest surviving joke book, a 4th century text called uh, Philogelos. Philogelos. Meaning laughter lover. So the text is attributed to the ancient, and, and have uh, have our uh, our kickers ready yeah, to yeah, go yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rimshot. 
Uh, the text is attributed to the ancient Greek comics and writers uh, Heracles yeah. and uh, Philagrius. So here's the joke. Okay. All right, you ready? <laughs> Asked by the court barber how he wanted his hair cut, the king replied, in silence. <laughs> That's a good one. Of course, it's the king making the joke, so everyone's going to laugh. Yes, of course. So, how he wanted his hair cut. You get the joke. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a simple concept. Rather than saying, I want to cut back this way. Of cut. Yeah, shut your hole. Oh, and I just farted. Shut up and cut my hair. And I just farted. That's the tenth oldest joke. Tenth right. oldest joke. All right, uh, number nine. Which, eight, by the way, variations. All jokes derive from about three or four different concepts. Yes, so you'll see them permeate this. And in fact, uh, I, at the end of this article, it goes into. I, I can do that ahead of time if you want to let you know the uh, the basics of um, the the elemental humor. So, yeah, uh, there are six funny things. Wind, fire. Uh, this is according to Dr. Martha Bayless, an expert in medieval folklore and popular culture. Um, so she I'm says that rather funny myself. There are six funny things essentially. So there's food, uh, drinking, which includes vomiting. Yes. Sex. Butts. Butts. Yeah. Yes. It says butts. Yeah. Dung. And clergymen. There we go. Oh, geez. Clergymen. Yes. They're below farts? It says the clergymen, of course, are funnier if they are involved in the other five funny things. Okay. She said, these basic elements of humor hold true in every culture I've seen, though you have to substitute whatever solemn official they have for clergymen. So a clergyman could be interplaced with a, I, I guess... Uh, a farting nun eating a hoagie's a home run. <laughs> well, not necessarily in the clergy, but but an official of some yeah, type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this falls into what Dr. Peter McGraw of the University of Colorado calls benign violation. Uh, he's a psychologist. He studies emotions, behavioral economics, and said that something is funny if it has two key elements, an element of threat and a sense of safety. Uh-huh. It has to be both wrong and okay. That's right. So it falls in that pocket. He Absolutely. Said for, for a joke to really land, it has to push against the norms just enough to be exciting without upsetting everyone who hears it. Yeah. So those are the basic Absolutely. things that are needed. Like the haircut joke. For humor. Yeah. 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 How That's do you want, a screamer. How do you want your haircut? In silence. I just cut a fart. <laughs> So that's a twofer. Oh, and I'm uh, a priest. All right. So this next one, number nine. And I'm eating. It comes from ancient Greece, three to 400 AD. Three to 400. The next one, three to 400 AD. Around that time. So uh, this is from uh, the Philogelos. Oh, that's a a big book. Uh, Yes. This joke covers a favorite comedic topic of the ancient Greeks, the idiot. The Mm -hmm. idiot. Yes. Stupid people are funny. Here's your joke. You ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wishing to teach his donkey not to eat... A pedant, I don't know what a pedant is. Someone who's, I guess, very specific, a pedantic. Did not offer him any food, it reads. And says, when the donkey died of hunger, he said, I've had a great loss. Just when he had learned not to eat, he died. (laughs) Pretty good. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. All right. Uh, then here's a Roman joke from uh, 63 B.C. to 14 A.D. I got a million of them. 
Uh, the Roman Empire, it says, was an advanced society in many ways, and apparently comedy was no exception. While you might not hear it in a school playground today, this Roman classic is the very first example of a your mama joke. Okay. In recorded history. <laughs> All right. We, okay. Your All first right. your mama joke. Here's the joke. The Emperor Augustus was touring the empire when he noticed a man in the crowd who bore a striking resemblance to himself. Hey, your mom's a dumb bitch. (laughs) Intrigued, he asked, was your mother at one time in service at the palace? No, your highness, the man replied, but my father was. Now, I must admit, when I read that... I had a bit of a difficulty understanding. Uh, yeah, I don't get that one. So I assume perhaps uh, the the father he mistook his his mother for a man, right? Or or the other way around. Oh, okay, something like that. Uh, and then uh, there is some sort of uh, fart. So he's yeah. He said it was your mother at one time in service at the palace. No, your highness, but my father was. So I guess maybe yeah. His dad looked like a woman. Isn't that the joke? Or is it? Or re- oh, repeat no, no. It my, my, my dad, dad banged your mom. Ma- exactly. I was thinking that uh, as well. Yeah. There you go. I'm sorry. All I right. totally missed that. So your yes. mother's not ugly. She's a slut. <laughs> she's and just a whore. Your father's just horrible. Yeah. Say it again. All right. The whole thing? Yeah, yeah. The Emperor Augustus was uh, touring the empire when he noticed a man in the crowd who bore a striking resemblance to himself. Intrigued, he asked... Was your mother at one time in service at the palace? No, your highness, but my father was. It, it still works. Right. It still works. All right. This Thank is you. Thank you for remembering. From ancient. Do you have anybody here from Pompeii? Uh, this is from ancient Egypt around 30 B.C. Uh, a dirty joke fit for a pharaoh. So a simple body joke from ancient Egypt. This gag was uh, written just as the last remnants of the Roman Republic collapsed. The joke is believed to have been written around the same year that Mark Anthony and Cleopatra killed themselves by snake bite. So you can imagine, I need a line. Something's, <laughs> I need some. I need an opener. All right. So here is the uh, here's the joke. Man is even more eager to copulate than a donkey. His purse is what restrains him. It's good. And it's, you know why it's funny? Because it's true. I don't get it. Of course. You yeah, I know. His purse is what You're not a donkey him. owner. No. So the purse, the amount of money that he has is what holds him back? I guess so. One more time. Man like, is I, even man is even more eager to copulate than a donkey. Right. right. His purse is what restrains him. All right, so the so donkey can't afford it. Oh. Or, or yes. Uh, yes. You got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Here's number six on this list of the oldest you can't jokes. Can't go wrong with the donkey joke. In history, a classic brain teaser. It's from ancient Greece, 429 BC. It says a slightly more highbrow joke comes from uh, Oedipus Tyrannus. Okay. A play by the Greek playwright uh Sophocles, Sophocles yeah. yes. So if you're a fan of riddles, you might already be familiar with this famous line, which is still repeated in almost the same way to this day. Okay. All right, so here we go. During the ancient tragedy, one character gives the following line. Question, what animal walks on four feet in the morning, two at noon, and three in the evening? Answer, man. He goes on all fours as a baby, on two feet as a man, and uses a cane in old age. <laughs> That's just an old. That's not really a joke. That's just a. That's like figure that an observation. Figure, it's a riddle. It's, yeah, it's a, a riddle. riddle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's so not like the joke, uh, hey, you know, uh, this past weekend, I decided to just go to an alleyway and, and orally please men all day. I made $300.50. And then you ask? Why 50 cents? Well, not 50. <laughs> oh. But this is, again. This is good. This is really great, Kathy. <laughs> this is such a good one. Uh, but you say that, and then the person is supposed to go, who did you charge 50 cents to? Uh, and you right. go, all of them. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Even but though, but you you are you need the proper. You need the proper. You need to know that yeah. yes, in order to for that joke to we work. Draw, ours should be, um, you know, it was the donkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> earlier this summer, Chuck D'Amico's wife Leanne, she did this joke, and she was waiting for me to ask the question in and order to get did. to the punchline. I didn't know that I was well, supposed you, to ask a question. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, don't don't count on the person you're telling the joke to know that they have to ask a question. Yeah. Like, wow, that's crazy. All right, so this is a this so is a, you had oral sex with that many guys, huh? <laughs> mm. uh, this is a pun. This is number five. It's a pun from ancient Greece, 800 BC. Um, are you a pun guy? Uh, some of them, yeah. you know, yeah, but most Dad of them. jokes can be punished. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, this pun comes from, uh, Homer's The Odyssey. Ah. The classic tale of how Odysseus. One of my favorite yuck it up books. Traveled home after the end of the Trojan War. During his travels, Odysseus and his crew were captured by a cyclops who threatens to eat them all. Homer uses this as a setup for a bit of dark humor and a terrible pun. So here it is. Odysseus tells the Cyclops that his real name is Nobody. When Odysseus instructs his men to attack the Cyclops, the Cyclops shouts, Help! Nobody is attacking me! I thought there was going to be a... I'm keeping my eye on you. Right, yeah. right. He's a cyclops. Right. cyclops. But no one comes to help. Okay. Uh, well, that's actually pretty clever. Attacking. You so. guys remember the movie Master and Commander pretty well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love the Cyclops. <laughs> no, but there is there the is weevils. a moment where they uh, there is a pun reference. Yeah. All right. So explain. So, the, so they're, okay. they're at, they're, at uh, they're having dinner and uh, Jack, the, the, the captain, uh, notices uh, two weevils. Okay. Weevils are like an insect. Yes. Uh, and they are on a, they're on the table and he goes, doctor, doctor, he goes, tell me, which of these two weevils would you choose? And he goes, well, I wouldn't choose either of them. They're saying, he's like, if you had to choose which one, he takes his glasses, he looks really close, he's like, I would choose the right weevil is stronger and longer and therefore is going to be more right. resilient. And then um, Jack goes, oh, doctor, he's like, you've, you've, you've missed the first rule. Don't you know that when, you, when it comes to uh, naval activity or, or when it comes to uh, war, one should always choose the lesser of two, two weevils. And then a cannonball ripped his head off. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, and it, it is. I love that movie. I forget that scene. All right. So here is number four, a joke about an old married couple. Uh, and it is from 1100 B.C. We don't know the origin, um, where in the world it came from, apparently. Uh, it says the origins of this joke may be lost, but it draws on a theme that has been used by comedians since the beginning of time. Um, and here's how it goes. A woman who was blind in one eye has been married to a man for 20 years. Mm-hmm. When he found another woman, he said to her, I shall divorce you because you are said to be blind 
blind in one eye, and she answered him, "Have you just discovered that after twenty? Have you just discovered that after twenty years of marriage?" It's good. It's good. Is it good? It's good because it plays upon the classic trope of the the one eyed wife. The one eyed wife, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. So, is, we, it, is it? Is it? Does it? Is the joke derived from the husband's inability to notice things about his wife? Yes, right. I, I believe so. So that's a very base concept. By the way, with punchline setup jokes, setup and punchline jokes, right. I uh, forget it. I, I, I can't do it. Uh, I mess. You it can't up. tell them. I cannot mm. tell them. Yeah, uh, I've quit. After years and years, even if I know one pretty good, right. I, I lose the rhythm. I don't. I don't do it properly. Uh, but there are people, John Brazier, uh-huh. uh, who constantly have a joke at the ready, right? And they and they can and John delivers them properly, right? Yeah, but John is always with the zeal, always got a joke always. ready to go. He's just uh, some people they they, and they launch it right. So John is at the bar, and they, they do the presentation, right? And and if you don't do that, and you don't right. hit the pentameter, you, you, you got, won't be able to sell it. You got to have the delivery. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's always got one. <laughs> Kathy, I remember on drunk day, you're like, tell us a funny joke, John. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, <laughs> come on, tell us a funny joke. <laughs> and they're usually, I would say, ninety-five percent hit rate that I've never heard the joke before. Yes. I, he's yeah, good because you know right? what? Sometimes he's surrounded by all a it, lot of joke tellers. Well, and he'll ask too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you heard the whatever? And then yeah, have you heard about the one, the one about the one-eyed wife? <laughs> well, he won't. Uh, he won't just bring it up as yeah. if he's telling a story, and then all of a sudden, oh, this is a joke. And he'll be like, hey, did you hear this joke? Yeah. Uh, and then he'll then he'll throw it at you. He's his delivery is good though. Like he's you're you're in for for a decent story. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, a lot of times too, it'll, it'll pertain. It'll, they're just anecdotes from things he's actually witnessed or stuff yeah. that, that yeah. works its way around the, the you know the clubhouse. Yeah. I wish though that I could react to people telling me a joke that I don't want to laugh at the way you guys do to me. <laughs> Uh, because like, it's so difficult to, <laughs> that's such a good one. I don't know how to, I don't know I how to react doing to somebody. It years ago. Yeah. It, it, it's so difficult. And I, I'll tell somebody ahead of time. I, I, I won't, I'm not good with this. Yeah. So, but go ahead. You know, I'm not going to laugh at yeah, your joke. Yeah, but I, I'll know if it's funny or not. Uh, the worst, though, the absolute worst, and uh, and I had this happen, uh, I think it was last year, is if somebody starts heading down a path and they're going to, like, dive into some subject, like a severely racist thing yeah, or yeah. something like oh, that, and you're yeah, like, no. oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And how do you... How do you react when they hit the punchline? It's like I, I, I was this guy and said this joke, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah!" <sighs> like, uh, like the one time Stevie told the story of a guy telling you this joke in front of everybody, and it's like, "Why did you think I? <laughs> I'm standing in would a line. Find that I, funny? I've met this guy. Of I've talked to this guy for a total of eight eight seconds. I just simply go in and buy pizza from him. This is up on Long Island." <laughs> I'm in the line, and because he knows that I do, I was doing stand-up at the time, he figured, oh, this would be a great joke to get you despised by humanity. Yeah. So he says it out, barks it out loud as if I'm complicit yeah. in this. Be- These are the kind of jokes oh. we trade back and forth. I'm just here for pizza! <laughs> Preston, I thought that that was going to happen to you and me on Thursday night at the event with Cora, and there was a guy that came over, a really nice guy, and he started yes. launching in a joke, and I was afraid that it was going to And it ended up being fine, and it was innocuous. It's about whatever. a one-eyed wife. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it was about uh, this uh, guy that gives a bunch of BJs in an alleyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I know I kind of felt that too. I'm like, oh, please, oh, please yeah, be clean. But it ended up being a, a pretty uh, easy joke to. Uh, and then I you're just, 
you're hanging jokes. out with racists, and then they'll tell you the most benign jokes. Yeah. Like, it's a, totally unexpected. I just don't respond, and I stare at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. let them feel awkward, not me. Yeah. That wasn't funny. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, her response was always like, I'm sorry, I, I don't get it. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can you explain oh, that to good. me? Yeah. And then, then has then them try forced. to explain yes. what it is. Oh, and so... So that's funny because this particular person is that way and you know, and just makes him feel uncomfortable. All right, back to the oldest jokes. Uh, here is, well, this is the third oldest joke in history, recorded history. Um, this is an ancient head scratcher from uh, Samaria. So even they know it doesn't make sense. 1200 B.C. Uh, that was a funny time. Uh, it says, comedy from the ancient world doesn't always follow our modern joke structure and jokes don't always have a punchline. Really? Uh, it says, in fact, many of these quote-unquote jokes appear much more like riddles, as in, can you solve this? Yeah, so that to me, that's okay. not a classic joke. Yeah. A riddle right. is not a joke. All right, let's see if you can solve this one. All right. And I haven't read this. I so do I love these. No idea where it's going to go. All right, let's, let's go. How about it? Three ox drivers from Adab. Let me were, write this down. Were thirsty. The Adabi do. Yes. <laughs> one owned the ox. The other owned the cow, and the other owned the wagon's load. Okay, so repeat this from the beginning again. (laughs) Three ox drivers from Adab were thirsty. One owned the ox, the other owned the cow. All right, so stop right there. Where does the cow come from? I don't know. And the other owned the wagon's load. All right. The owner of the ox refused to get water because he feared for he feared that his ox would be eaten by a lion. The owner of the cow refused because he thought his cow might wander off into the desert. The owner of the wagon refused because he feared his load would be stolen. I don't want to drop my load here. So they all went, <laughs> and in their absence, the ox made love to the cow, which gave birth to a calf, which ate the, ate the wagon's load. The problem, it says, who owns the calf? <laughs> so okay. that's, that's what you have to solve. <laughs> I know, it's hilarious, isn't it? Tell the Castro, oh, you got to hear this. And if you're sensitive, it's a little racist. <laughs> but this is a riddle, not a joke? Yeah. But he was saying they're, they're in... In other words, right, so who in this bizarre thing, which starts off as three ox cart mm. by drivers, somehow a cow enters the the um, equation, mm-hmm. and then everyone's looking to drop their loads. Is there, there, a, is there an answer? No. <laughs> Peter North. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he owns the, uh, the load. He owns the calf. Yeah. He owns the cat. Yeah, so they all, they all went, and in their absence, the ox the ox screwed the cow, which gave birth to a calf with H the wagon's load. Who owns the calf? So the calf was born uh, to the cow and the ox, which was owned by the, you know, one guy owned the ox and one right. guy owned the cow. Uh, but the calf ate the wagon's load. So who it, This is stupid. It's not even really a, a very good riddle. What yeah, you're, what no. they're, they're simply posing technically a legal question. Yeah. Who so, would own, yeah. who would own in, in that bizarre, Equation: Who would end up owning the calf that was generated by? Yep. And that's that's more that's and more for that's for the um, what what is this Siri in this joke? What is this? Uh, Samara, Samarian Judge Judy. So I don't, um, yeah, I, and I don't have the answer. So we're moving on. All right, move on. All right, so this is the world's first sex joke. All right, I like it. Ancient Egypt, eighteen hundred BC. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 
Even then. Uh, it says here, it turns out that uh, some things never change, and sex jokes appear to have always gotten a laugh. The world's second oldest joke book was discovered in an ancient Egyptian storybook uh, written sometime between 1800 and 1600 B.C., known as the Westcar Papyrus. Wow. This ancient text contains five stories about miracles performed by priests and magi- magicians. Uh, the pharaoh, this joke, is said to be about is King Snorf... Uh, snor- Snorfru. Snorfru. <laughs> snorfru. That's his King name. Snor- There's your joke right there, King Snorfru. Yeah. S-N-O-R-F-R-U. Hmm. Meet Don Gummer. All right. Yes, yes. Would you like to hear this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's a short joke. All right. How do you entertain a bored pharaoh? How do you entertain a how do you entertain a bored pharaoh? Mm-hmm. You sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the Nile and urge the pharaoh to go catch a fish. Ah! He's right. It's funny because it's true. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Tell that fish joke again. <laughs> porch, yeah. porch to geese. Porch to geese. Right? <laughs> I did like that. Joke. It was a good one. Have you heard any good dad jokes lately? I have. All right. But, I, but I, I'm telling you, you, it- guys, you really should credit me for... Uh, just waiting to the perfect time. I know. To you, tell these. you do try to fit those in. Yeah. So I try you, not to, like, do I don't not... want to force it. I would prefer that right. you actually think I'm telling you a story. Right. You, okay. you yeah. prefer to the, the perception that you came up with the joke. Right. Right. So you don't like, want to, you don't want to waste any of this. No, 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 no. no, no. no. He's got him in his quiver, his yeah. dad joke quiver. I got him. Just... Now, do you, do you go, there's a couple of sites where they're like. No, uh, no, no, no. Usually, um, yeah. I don't go to any sites. Sometimes people will send them to me. Right. Uh, and that's and, the better way. And just for anybody listening, don't send me a setup, a punchline joke. Right. I prefer a storyish joke. Right. Porch you know? to geese. Porch to geese, you know, where you guys think I'm actually right. spinning a yarn. One-eyed wife, hookers, and uh, yes. loose women in, uh, in nets. I think all I right. got a, an answer to the that ox riddle. Oh, 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 please. All right. Some listeners have texted in, uh, apparently, and I didn't know this until just now, that an ox has been castrated. Therefore, the calf has never been born in the oh. first place. So it's okay. a riddle that has no answer. There is no calf. Uh-huh. It's, it's like one of those where where do they bury the survivors? There yeah. were no survivors. Yeah, or, or you know the um, yeah. the, the icicle was made out of uh, or you know the, no, the survivors um, don't get buried because they're still alive. <laughs> they were on the North Pole. Okay, yeah, they, yeah. is that it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. roosters yeah. don't lay eggs. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. So an ox is castrated. Therefore, Moses didn't have an ark. It can't get a cow pregnant. Right. right. Jesus couldn't drive. Jesus couldn't drive. Right, yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Amelia Earhart had no vagina. What, excuse me? Yeah, that's one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Before I get you Hang the on. oldest joke, Doug wants to give us a joke. Okay. We'll let somebody well, try out a joke. Right. Hi, Doug. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Doug? Hey, so I got a joke. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard this one. There's a preacher, and he has a family, a wife, two kids. So... She goes to the supermarket to buy some groceries. She goes up to the meat counter. She says to the to the meat counter guy, hey, do you have anything on sale? The meat counter guy says, yeah, I got this damn ham. She goes, don't talk to me like that. How dare you? My husband's a preacher. He goes, I'm sorry, but that's just what it's called. She says, okay. So she goes back home and she goes to the grocery store and her husband says, the priest says, what are we having for dinner, hon? She says, well, I've got something on sale. I got this damn man. He goes, 
how dare you talk to me like that? I'm a preacher. She goes, I'm sorry. She goes, that's just what it's called. So she goes, okay, that's fine. So she cooks the damn hand. They sit down for dinner. <laughs> the wife's there. The kids are there. The preacher's there. And the preacher says to his son, son, can you please pass me the damn hand? The son says, sure, Pop. Can you pass me the effing potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> I like that's that one. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cute. I like that, Doug. <laughs> Thank you. All right, hang on. I didn't give him one of these. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, I now have... I now have the world's oldest joke. The world's oldest joke. This is from Samaria as well. Samaria, they were rocking. Yeah, that's where you went. That's where the stand-up comics were, Samaria. Yep, yep. They were at the the Oasis. Yeah. Uh, they, they did their thing there. Singing their donkeys to bed. 1900 B.C. Nineteen hundred BC. Yeah, it was written over four thousand years ago. Ah, now it is. It's actually a proverb. Ah, f okay. a proverb. So this isn't much of a punchline setup thing. Uh, this is the first recorded piece of humor in human history, uh, and it says it might not have aged so gracefully. So there's one that I heard that's a classic. That like trust in Allah, but tie up your camel. Okay. In other words. You trust that you'll be looked out after, but still take... Just in case. Just in case. Okay. And to me, that's... It's funny because it's true. Uh, so here you go. This is the <laughs> this is the oldest joke, and it's more of a proverb. All right. Something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. <laughs> Something that's basically said no one ever. Mm. Yes, right. So yeah. that's their version of said no one ever. Okay. So a young bride has never farted in her young a young bride has never farted in her husband's lap. So said I guess no one ever. Regularly, then they it was women would fart in her husband's. Was laps. that foreplay? Uh, or maybe it was a joke. Heat up my nuts. We're <laughs> we're or, gonna get it on. Or is it saying that women are bashful and won't do that in front of a? Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think that's where. It's Say going. it again. Um, something which has never occurred since time immemorial, a young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. A young woman did not fart yes. in her young husband's, her husband's lap. Did lap. Fart. Uh, I, I, don't I, I don't know. You you interpret it. Whatever makes you giggle, <coughs> that's the way it's supposed to be. Good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. That's a solid 10. So those are the oldest jokes in history, in, hu- in in recorded human history. I think, as far as we know, give our most accomplished stand-up comedian friend, send them up at, you know, Helium or whatever, and see if they can kill with this material. They can deliver these yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. and make them work? Right. It's possible. I don't know. But this was a study that was done by the University of Wolverhampton, and the oldest joke in existence is a fart joke. I think that's telling. It does say I a lot. That, that is telling. Okay. Because when people belittle fart jokes, yeah. they don't realize what a part of humor they are. Yep. <laughs> there Thank you go. Jeff. You just made me laugh. That was from Jeff, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> Carter farted on Marissa? I just got a text message oh, from your wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, when he was a little kid. <laughs> Marissa came over for dinner one time. And Carter. And Carter sat on her lap, and he purposely ripped one, and it was Hilarious. It was hilarious. Uh, so it goes way back. All right. did, did Marissa dig it? Uh, I think oh, she yeah, thought it was it. funny. Yeah. Uh, she probably didn't appreciate it, but she did think it was funny. So. <laughs> All 
right, we're going to take a break. Uh, the Phils yeah. uh, start at 5.07 tonight. It's the best time oh, ever. It's the best. So we're going to talk to Greg Murphy about the Phils and game number six when we return. So stay with us. We'll be back shortly. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By a miracle, tonight's Phillies game is at 5.07 p.m. for <laughs> us and many people listening who have the very, very early morning schedules. That is a wonderful thing on a personal note. Uh, but um, things are going to get very exciting at Citizens Bank Park tonight. Uh, exciting over the weekend as well. So we would like to welcome from your Phillies radio broadcast team, our good friend, Mr. Greg Murphy. Hey, hey, hey. hey Greg, how you doing, morning, man? Everybody. Yo. How you guys doing? We're good, man. Speaking of tired, you've been doing some traveling around. Uh, you got to be a little bit wiped out. Anytime, I would imagine, you have to drag yourself out west and then come back. It makes things a little more difficult. Yeah, you know, it, it certainly does. I just, when, when Kathy was doing the uh, the traffic there, she mentioned it was Monday, so I wrote that down. It's a little crazy, uh, but uh, we wouldn't have it any other way, right? This is what it's all oh. about. You work all season to get to this point, and uh, we have to bounce around a little bit uh, out west and come on back. And if it ends up in a parade, that'll that'll be just fine. Absolutely. What well, what was it like out that way? The the general feel, just uh, overall, uh, when you were in uh, Arizona. You know, I, I'll be honest. I thought it was it was really great. Their crowd was was terrific. You know, it's a dome stadium out there, and uh, so the noise is you know it gets it pumped in a little bit, and, and it gets a little bit louder in there. And I thought the energy was really good, and they kind of took it to the fills for the first two games, but yeah. um, 
there were a lot of Phillies fans there as well. And when things started to, to trend in our direction um, in that in that final game out there, uh, you could really hear the Phillies fans. They they sort of kind of took over as they often do. And uh, you know, I know the players can feel that they can hear it, uh, and they and they kind of thrive off of it. And it was great. It was great. It was obviously a great flight home in the middle of the night because uh, anytime you, you're coming off a win and you get on that airplane, uh, things are always good. So. Yeah. so I know this is absurd, and I know people who believe this sort of know it's absurd, but it's still something that you kind of go, hmm, you know, to bring it back <laughs> to bring it back here and to have the game played here and, ha- and take it here at home, I couldn't see a major league team not wanting to close things up as quickly as possible. Yet, sometimes in the vacuum, and I'm all for this, by the way, if this is some (laughs) secret plan, but you know where I'm going with this, Greg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the the idea that we may get to celebrate tonight here in South Philly in front of the uh, Philly's team or Philly's crowd is is awesome. Certainly, they would have liked to have taken care of business in Arizona, yeah. getting a couple, gotten a couple of days off, being able to rest the body, that kind of thing. But the next best thing is is coming back here and being able to clinch here. Now they've got to take care of business. You certainly don't want it to go to a game seven. No. Um, so hopefully they can take care of business tonight with Aaron No Law on the mound. But uh, yeah. The, the idea that we're going to hopefully get to celebrate again in our home uh, home clubhouse, that's it's a lot of fun. It, yeah. it certainly is. And, and the fans that will be there tonight, I know will bring the energy. And if they get a chance to celebrate as well, good for them. Greg, it's really fun and interesting to watch uh, the ebbs and flows of a series. And uh, we were at a charity event on, on Thursday night, and they lost that game 2-1. And I, I could take that one, right? It wasn't great, but sometimes you just the bats aren't working or whatever. The loss on Friday night was hard to swallow. It was, yep. it was not a fun game to watch. The bullpen games just go long, and um, and and Kimbrel didn't pitch very well, uh, to put it mildly. And and so that was a game that I really felt like they should have won, and that they let get away. But then to watch them come back on Saturday and and see. Wheeler dominate the way that he has and then the bats came back and it was just it was like all right that's what this team kind of has been all season right like there there are games where not everything clicks but then on Saturday night it really looked like the best version of what the Phillies have to offer up and it was just like all right this is the win that we I kind of hoped for and expected and then bring it back and get Nola going tonight. Yeah, and, and Nick, you know, it's the beauty of baseball, right? It's so different than any other sport in that, you know, even though every loss feels like it might be the end of the world, it very rarely is. The season's so long, and even these three or these seven-game series are so long, and you're going to lose games. That's just the way it is in baseball. The ability to bounce back after tough losses, I think, says a lot about a team. And we have seen over the past two seasons, and I don't know if it's Rob Thompson, I think he deserves a lot of credit, and his coaching staff, and, and certainly these players. But they're able to put, the, put bad losses behind them as quick as any team as I've ever covered, and they just forget about it. And they, they look forward. They, they look forward to the next challenge the next day. And because they're able to do that, it never feels like a dire situation. Yeah. And, and, and that's what this is all about. They, they bounce back, and, and that, 
They did it in Arizona, and hopefully now they can just close things out tonight. You you just said it because that to me again. I I, I I'm not you know I'm not just wrapped up um, in, in all. I'm obviously I'm, I'm I'm the kind of fan that real you know long term hardcore fans uh, you know hey because I kind of jump on board when it looks promising. But um, <laughs> but in this case, that is an amazing thing. They they you have to be self possessed. You have to know your capability to be able to roll and say ah, okay we move forward because. I, I just I'd be crushed. I don't possess the stuff that would allow me to turn around on a dime and get back on your game. It's amazing how quickly they're able to do that. Yeah, it, it really is. And I think part of it is because of the nature of baseball. A lot you don't really have a choice. You know, you're playing 162 games, you're you're playing almost every night throughout the course of the summer. You really can't sit there and and worry about what has already happened. And you know, early in the season they didn't play well in April and May, and, and it felt as though the sky was falling and, hey, they're not going to get back to where they want to be and, and all of that. But but I think that the guys that are, you know, in that clubhouse and the guys that are people that are closest to the uh, to the players, they understood we have plenty of time. We'll get this thing right, and they did. And that's exactly what they did last year. And and I, I really think that ability to, to be able to kind of flush what's not going right and just kind of look ahead is really what's made this team – as successful as they've been over the last two years. And you know, they're going to lose. Hopefully they win tonight and they'll head into the World Series. But the chances of them sweeping any team in the World Series is probably pretty slim. They're going to lose another game or two. But that's yeah. okay as long as they get to, to where they need to be. There are so many positives on this team, Greg. And, and uh, what Schwarber and Harper have done really is uh, unreal. It, it blows the mind. The, you know, the, the number of home runs these guys hit, the clutch home runs these guys, these guys hit, the, the NLCS alone for Kyle Schwarber is just unbelievable. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you're around these guys a lot. You've seen, you go to every game or you're almost at every game. Um, can you explain it? Because I can't. <laughs> no, you know what? It's, it's great players stepping up at the biggest moments. We, we talked a little bit about this on the broadcast the other night. You know, when you look at this Phillies team, it really was a must win in that final game in Arizona. And your biggest stars are the ones that came through. You know, Zach Wheeler out there on the mound. He did what he needed to do. Kyle Forber, Bryce Harper, JT Romuto, the guys that you expected to be superstars coming into this season are stepping up at the biggest moments and kind of putting the rest of the team on their on their backs and saying, come on, we've got this. And uh, that's what you need. Great teams need their great players to play great. And, and, and right now, the Phillies' great players are playing great. At those great moments, Greg, do you think it's uh, – and it's probably different for every person, but uh, as they're standing at the plate and they realize they got to make a, a clutch hit or, or, or some kind of a play here, are they thinking – I have to do this now, or are they just thinking, well, here, I'm doing what I normally do and just going to, you know, you, because if you can set that, yeah. uh, if you can set that pressure aside, right. that might loosen you up, or are you hyper-focused that the pressure is on and you just know how to deliver? Right, I, right. I don't know the answer to that, but that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and, and I don't, I've never been in that situation either, but yeah. I've talked to folks that have been, obviously, and I think it's the latter. I think they're hyper-focused okay. at that moment. Playing baseball with the idea of, I gotta do blank is something that it's really difficult to do you put you put that pressure on you it's a hard enough game to begin with and then if you're putting that kind of pressure on yourself that's when we you hear guys say they're pressing a little bit that never works in the game of baseball Mm -hmm. i think these guys the kyle swervers of the world the bryce harpers of the world are able able to kind of block all of that out and just put themselves in the moment 
realizing that this is something they've done their entire lives, trying to hit a baseball and, and trying to barrel it up and, and do something good. And they're able to, to kind of put everything else aside and just concentrate on the job at hand. And I think that's what makes, again, great players are able to do that. Yeah. Not everybody's able to do that, but, but these big-time stars are. My only personal experience with that is I play golf, and I know if I'm standing over like a four-foot putt on the 18th <laughs> and going, you have to make this. <laughs> yeah. It never works. No, no, it never no. works. exactly right. You yeah. psych yourself out. But yeah. these guys, you talk about somebody like Kyle Schwarber, and I'm just looking here, and this is just the regular season, but, you know, the guy had 718 plate appearances, right? <laughs> so, so when you, And that's yeah. just this season. Yeah. You, know, you think that's about the insane. thousands and thousands and thousands of times that he has sat, uh, you know, in that batter's box waiting for, for a pitch to be delivered. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe he is, because he has done it so many times, he's able to block out all that other noise. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, he spoke about this the other day. We were talking to him, and he said, look, you know, I'm a guy that strikes out a lot. I'm a guy that walks a lot, and I'm a guy that hits a lot of home runs. But he said, I'm not trying to do any of those things when I get to the plate. Hmm. I'm only trying to do the one thing, and that is put the barrel of the bat on the baseball yeah. and whatever happens after that is, is really out of my control. And it's really, they, they narrow it down to that, that single mindset to, to try and do one thing. Everything else kind of goes away. And, uh, for these guys, the, the great players with the great talent, they're able to, to do it more often than not. So the anticipation is on high, obviously, for later on. They're greasing the poles. They've even greased Joel Embiid, from what I understand. So, wow. Very uh, tall. So, uh, um, how, uh, again, the worst thing you can ask someone in your position, but how do you, how do you see it playing out this evening? I, you know what? Honestly, I would be very surprised if we're not trying to climb those poles tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, I, you know, I, I certainly am going to try because, look, you've got Aaron Nola going to the mountain. Right. One of your aces. He's been absolutely terrific uh, this postseason. He's kind of made a couple of adjustments late in the season, and they've worked for him. Um, and I think the energy in that place, the Phillies are 6-0 and at home in the postseason this year. And there's a reason for that. It's a tough place to play for anybody else. It just is. And and I think the energy is going to be off the charts today. Uh, you know, the 5 o'clock start, as you guys mentioned, I think is good for all of us. You know, it just uh, it allows everybody to, to be at their peak. And um, I, I think Arizona is going to have a really tough time. I really do. Good. And if Aaron gets out there and gets off to a quick start, I think this one could be pretty lopsided. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping. I agree with you, Greg. You know, top to bottom, the lineup really is just so impressive. And even guys that aren't hitting that great, Boehm has been fantastic in the field. Field. Um, you know, yeah. Stott had a good game the other night, but like, that that diving play that Stott made oh. on on uh, Saturday night was just so impressive. And so, even if they're not getting the hits, they're doing something. Uh, Rojas had a triple the other night. I mean, like that's yeah. what I love about this team is that other guys pick up the dudes uh, who aren't playing or who aren't hitting well, and they'll make up for it in other parts of the game. Yeah, Rob Thompson has said it all season long. He said this team is built for the postseason. And and it's because everybody kind of understands their role. You do have guys that uh, you rely on to hit the ball out of the ballpark, but then you have guys you rely on like Johan Rojas to just go and catch the baseball. And Bryson Stott's become one of those guys. And obviously JT Real Muto behind the plate, and, and you've got three good starters, and you've got a pretty good bullpen. So <laughs> this team is built for this time of the year, these short series. And uh, 
you know, they, hopefully they can, as I said, they can close it out tonight. Yeah. Start to look forward to either Texas or Houston. We still don't know <laughs> yeah. who they would play. Yeah, we're going to find out. Hey, um, yeah. I don't know how much FaceTime uh, you get with any of these players, but, man, do they just seem like they're the most likable guys uh, that, that I can remember in, in, in recent history. And uh, in particular, Bryce Harper just seems like a cool dude. Now, our general manager, Joe, apparently is friends with Bryce Harper, and he said, I, ju- I was surprised. This is what Joe Bell, our general manager, just sent in an email. I was surprised to get a text last night from Bryce Harper. He said, Joe, the Fightings can feel the support of everyone at Beasley, Philadelphia. We don't want to start the game. No, we won't start the game unless your crew is on board to root us on. So right now, what Bryce wants, Bryce gets. Wow. We're closing the office at 3 p.m., but only if you promise to watch uh, or, better yet, go to the game. And so, I mean, that's, that's from a Beasley Bryce. White initiative. Yeah, wow. that is from Bryce Harper to personally. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that, that that is awesome. That's, I mean, because you would figure, Greg, he'd be preoccupied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you would think he'd be a little bit busy. Enough. Yeah, but to send out a personal. But that's the kind of guy Bryce Harper is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would take the time to write various businesses and ask for them to shut down early. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he did that to all the mom and pop shops all over the place. I guarantee you, he did. He's yes. just that yeah, kind of guy. The hoagie place on your corner right now is getting an email. So. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They just closed. <laughs> they just closed. Greg, what hey, time do you get down there for uh, for afternoon games or evening games? Like if it's a five five p.m. start, what time do you uh, have to show up? Uh, I'll be I'll be leaving uh, pretty soon. I'll All get right. down there about eleven o'clock today and and uh, start getting uh, things going. Clubhouse opens around one o'clock, so you know it's our chance to talk to the guys and and you know get our shows ready and that kind of thing. So we'll be down there pretty early. Hey. Time flies when you're down there at this this time of the year for sure. Nick had mentioned something to me from last week and I didn't didn't do any follow-ups on this at all but should the uh, the Phils do what we all want them to do and and make it to the the big uh, series Um, Reese Hoskins is he uh, was there a plan for him to to rejoin the roster if that's the case? Well there's a possibility it's out there he's down in Florida right now uh, actually, I would not be surprised if he's come back to Philadelphia, but I don't know that for sure. I would hope so. Uh, but he's been down in Florida. He's been working out. He's getting close to the point where he might be able to play. Hmm. And if they think that he could be a right-handed bat off the bench uh, in the World Series, they can add him to the roster. Wow. It is a possibility. But he's going to have to be ready to go. And yeah. have to believe he's ready to go, and, yeah. and they're going to have to believe it as well because these roster spots are pretty um, <laughs> pretty valuable at yeah. this time of the year. Yeah. But uh Boy, to have him back in the clubhouse and have him come out onto the field, that would be one unbelievable moment in Philly sports if that if that were to happen. Mm-hmm. Greg, I wanted to ask you one more baseball question because the ALCS really has been fascinating. The home team has not won a game yet, all series. Uh, I, I did not expect the Rangers to win last night. They did. They won pretty easily, the Grand Slam in the ninth. Um, and I think this is only the second time in postseason history where the road team has won every uh, game. Is that? Do you know if that's true? I, I don't know if that that particular part is true, but it has been amazing. I mean, you certainly, you know, the old adage in sports is in a seven-game series, it's not a series until the uh, one of the teams wins one game on the road. It's been the complete opposite there. They've won all the games on the road. Uh, very interesting. It, those two teams, I thought they were the two best teams in the American League, and they are battling it out. Um, you know, whoever pulls it out is going to be a, a tough opponent for the Phils going forward, regardless. 
Houston or Texas. But uh, I think the best news for Philly fans is that that series has gone seven games. The more that they can play, beat themselves up, that kind of thing, yeah. uh, is a good thing for yeah. the Philly. So. I hope it goes 24 innings tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, keep, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Dear God. Yeah. That'd be right. great. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, Greg, we appreciate uh, the heads up. We're looking forward to, uh, obviously, the game tonight, your coverage and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, nothing but thinking about positive thoughts and, mm-hmm. and climbing put this balls. baby to bed yeah. climbing balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a win. Let's do it quickly. We'll all get some sleep after that. Yes. For real. All right. Thanks, Greg. Great to talk to you, man. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Greg Murphy. Philly's radio broadcast team. And that's got to be a blast for those guys uh, going out to, you know, to see a win like that on Saturday night. I know, uh, you know, obviously Thursday and Friday were tough to stomach, but... um, The number of Phil's fans in attendance, especially on Saturday. I think Saturday was the only sellout of all three games over the weekend, and uh, there were just a ton of Phil's fans there. Apparently, Nick, to the thing we were talking about last week, they were apparently, apparently... Fans just buying up seats yeah. to keep them empty. They were cheap enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then bucks in some yeah. regards, yeah. On, uh, on Saturday, Steve, because the Diamondbacks had won games three and four, they actually, the, there was a, a decent walk-up from Arizona fans on right, Saturday. Right, right. Uh, but there were just, there were still a ton of Phillies fans in attendance. Uh, by the way, stuff in the ballpark tonight, uh, the pregame stuff can start at like 2.30. Yeah. 2.30, yeah. Yeah. 2.37. I don't know why it's specific. Oh, gates open at two thirty. Gates open at two thirty-seven. Yeah, because yeah, I guess that is X amount of hours and a half. And pregame right. festivities start at four forty. But uh, yeah, so we had um, a woman email us asking because she said, "I'm not much of a drinker. I'm going to the game. Is there anything? I mean, there is so much to do down there. So if you do want to get down there early, there's plenty to do outside of the ballpark, inside the ballpark. Um, Ticket what, or not, I mean, there's yeah. there's just a great vibe. Yeah, they normally really do I don't a great go in, job. I don't go in super early, but these events I I do because I you know like batting practice, you could just sit there and try and yeah. catch you know home runs back yeah. there. Uh, we did that last year for the World Series, and the only thing I was disappointed about was that the ball that we ended up did catching we we caught uh it wasn't a world series ball i was hoping that it would have like oh, some sort of like sure world series right, on it. Yeah, it was just yeah. a regular baseball just a nondescript ball yeah. i might i might go down there early just to be you know a part of the traffic just to yeah. just to, yeah. just to yeah. do oh, that and that just to feel that. like i was yeah. a part of that. something yeah you know and keep so. a revolver on the passenger seat sure. yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> um well anyhow it's exciting and uh i am very happy that it's starting early uh tonight but the weather's gonna be great this is um good vibes all the way around Yep. Yeah. So if the Phillies win tonight and the Rangers win tonight, uh, the Phillies start the World Series on the road. If the Phillies win tonight and the Astros win tonight, the Phillies start the World Series at home. Who do this you weekend. want? Which uh, do you prefer? I want home because I would love yeah. to be able to go to a, a home World Series weekend game if you know if the, that opportunity presents itself, and to have Friday and Saturday night in in South Philadelphia, I think would be incredible. I, I'm the same way. I don't know enough about the two teams to to understand which would be the best matchup. You know, they, I, I know that they were swept by Texas. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really matters at this right. point. Right. It's those, a totally different time of the season. Those two teams uh, were even. They had the same record, identical record at the end of the season. They had uh, they played each other even all season long, and now they've won. Uh, it's 3-3 in this series. So those two teams match up against each other really well, and, and it'll, you know, the Game 7 really is a toss-up at this point. But having home field advantage and starting on the weekend, yes. that's a couple of good reasons to want Houston mm-hmm. to win. Yes. So. Alright, well, we'll see what happens. We're going to break. We're going to be back in a moment. Case, let me uh, we had some of those
those giveaways. Oh, the uh, fr- for, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, for yeah. Wednesday. We've got an event uh, coming up on Wednesday at the AMC Cherry Hills. Five Nights at Freddy's. We have a an advanced screening of the movie. And we'll take callers uh, 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. And you'll be able to go. It's at 7 p.m. at the AMC Cherry Hill. If you go to WMMR.com, there's another shot for you to win tickets there. Um, you'll find uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, which is rated PG-13 in theaters and on Peacock October 27th. So callers 10 and 11. We'll set you up. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour is your shot at $1,000 in crisp college cash. Thanks to our friends at College Ave Student Loans. Whether you've got a nifty knack for making a dorm room look like a posh Hollywood apartment or maybe more of a pizza box and rock band poster vibe, show us. Make a short video. Start off with a, hey, Preston and Steve, and show off your decked out dorm room. Enter at our contest page at WMMR.com by 11 a.m. on November 2nd. Then, we'll put them up for a vote to see who wins. Preston and Steve's Dorm Decor TikTok Tour. Presented by College Ave Student Loans. A better way to pay for college. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your school. Okay, uh, collected some stories over the weekend. I would like to share them with you in form of the Bizarre File. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. In Glen Mills, number one rated haunted attraction in America. Open now through Halloween. You can get your tickets and reserve your time now at thebatesmotel.com. Speaking of all things Halloween with the Bates Motel there, a check parish priest has apologized to local children after stomping on Halloween pumpkins near his church. Son of a bitch. Father Yoramir Smedjkal. These freaking things. Uh, destroyed the carved pumpkins on two successive days. He has apologized for the vandalism in an open letter to the mayor and published it on the village Facebook page. Preston, this is a big cause they're pagan. Yeah, he said that uh, he would have acted differently had he known that they were carved by children. He said Leaving the rectory on Sunday evening, I saw numerous symbols of the satanic feast of Halloween placed in front of our sacred grounds. And then with the Phil's loss. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I acted according to my faith and duty to be a father and protector of the children entrusted to me and removed these symbols. He added that in his view, the modern tradition of Halloween had been conceived in, quote, a heathen contemporary world as a counterbalance to the Catholic feast of All Souls Day. Uh, The local children had carved the pumpkins as part of Halloween festivities organized by the village. Some children are said to have been in tears when they were told their creations had been destroyed. Don't cry, little one. New pumpkins were left in the park but were found scattered and stomped on the next day. Father Smedjkal said that he had not been, it had not been in his attention to harm anyone, especially not children. So, he's apologized. It's a bad day. I have migraine and I forgot my keys. <laughs> he's describing my day for those of you who do not know. There's
is an ostensible TikTok trend in which young men claim that they are hitting themselves in the face with hammers and it attempts to look more masculine. What oh, the nothing. hell? Kathy, wouldn't you be turned on by a guy who beat himself in the face with a hammer? Dumbest thing I ever heard. In recent weeks, videos, screenshots, and articles about the alleged trend called bone smashing or Ooh, bone wow. mashing have sprung up on TikTok. Uh, according to ER doctor Josh Trebach, he said, this is dumb, unsafe, <laughs> and there is no evidence that this even works. Please works do not, what? Please do not hit yourself in the face with a hammer. Again, what is the desired re- you're going to show your masculine by hitting yourself in the face with a hammer? I will elaborate. There's Please. no evidence that the deranged sounding trend is actually happening with the current hashtag on TikTok being populated primarily with satire or warnings against the purported practice. Yes. Unsurprisingly, contextless articles, fear-mongering about the trend have begun striking much the same tenor as the FDA's warning to not douse chicken in NyQuil, which happened back when a TikTok hoax was making headlines. You guys remember that, right? I like that one, though. All right, so the moronic idea is based on what is known as Wolf's Law, which references 19th century German doctor and surgeon Julius Wolf, who asserted that bones become stronger in response to stress. Yeah. While he was partially correct, the bones of weightlifters do, for instance, become denser, and the bones of astronauts do thin out. People have long misinterpreted Wolf's Law to mean that broken bones will grow back stronger, which doctors say is absolutely not the case. So if you want a strong face, beat it with a hand. Hammer. So a guy's got the strongest face I've ever seen. A small subsection of TikTok posts under the bone smashing hashtag seem to have been posted by proponents of what's called looks maxing, a whacked out incel subculture that suggests that men can benefit sexually or socially if they change their looks to appear more masculine. Ah. Uh-huh. Bone smashing and looks maxing both date back to at least 2018 when men would take to forms to brutally criticize each other to spur self-improvement. So they say it's rooted in that somehow or another, but it's clearly not true. And no one is actually doing this, and it definitely doesn't work. So don't fall for yeah, it. Yeah, all of it seems kind of kooky to me. Yeah. So maybe I'll a screwdriver. I'll start like Yeah, go yeah, easy yeah, at yeah. first. You know, maybe work an Allen wrench. Work my way up to the hammer. Um, a Florida man accused... Now, this is a gruesome story, but there's a, a bizarre file twist to it. A Florida man accused of beating and strangling his wife to death in their Orlando home has been found guilty by a jury Wednesday night. David Trons was sentenced to life in prison nearly five years after murdering his wife, Shanti Cooper Trons. Uh, it was after, apparently, she refused to be a part of a home renovation reality show. Oh, man. Called Zombie House Flipping. The couple zombie house. <laughs> yes, the couple was in the process of renovating their home, which quickly turned into a money pit. Investigators say David was hoping to get on the reality show to bail out the project. Hey, if I kill you, we can get on the show. Uh, friend, no, no, he, he, she didn't want to be on the show, oh, and so oh. that's why he killed her. Oh, I see. Friends of Shanti told police that she was excited about possibly being on the reality show, but detectives believed that she was upset with the project and was making plans to leave David. The state said the renovation project was causing a lot of financial issues, and Shanti's name was not on the deed, and she was pressuring David to do it. You're not going to ruin my chance to be the next William Hung. Uh, a state prosecutor, or maybe it was the other way around. Both ways is 
stupid. his wife after she refused to be. Well, anyway, a state prosecutor said uh, David had a motive to murder his wife after she was not on board with the reality show. Yeah. Saying uh, that is an intent to kill. Uh, David initially claimed he found his wife passed out in the bathtub, submerged and bleeding. Is there any wiggle room when you murder someone because of a reality show? At the family's request, the death penalty had been dismissed, by the way. Huh. All right. And then we'll do one more story. Uh, Casey, you've been to Lake Winnipesaukee before, right? Yes, I have. Well, a man is dead after mistakenly driving his SUV into Lake Winnipesaukee. That town, that's where I stayed, Moultonboro. Oh, really? Yes. Crews were called to the scene. Uh, Police said uh, Barry Haight, 77 years old, was driving in a cul-de-sac when he mistakenly went down a boat ramp into the water. Oh, boy. Getting trapped in the submerged vehicle. Uh, Family and neighbors had been out looking for Haight after he failed to return home. Uh, from a trip to the community dumpster. They believe that he was trapped in the SUV for about an hour and a half before he was found. You'd wow. be surprised how often that happens where people drive, especially at night, they'll drive down boat ramps into the water, not realizing. Yeah, a retired uh, firefighter lives in one of the houses by the water. He had gotten into the water, retrieved the person out of the car, and was actively doing CPR when uh, the fire chief arrived. Uh, Hate was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead, but he just drove right into the lake wow. and could not get out of the vehicle and uh, drowned. That's a horrible story, but uh, unfortunately, that's the last one I have for you in the bizarre file. It's like one of those morning. really old jokes you were telling earlier. I know, just yeah, like just that. Not just sad. A, no. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is the bizarre file. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment, and uh, we'll see if you've been paying attention. We have a lesson question from today's program. Trash and music news up as well, so stay with us. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
though, we have other things of beauty, like the lesson question. And we are going to give away as a prize a, a float session at Halcyon Floats. Oh. Take the stress away and go get in one of their isolation tanks and just float and be. And you can give that, do that if you answer this question correctly. At the end of the Sumerian ox joke slash riddle, who owns the calf, according to Steve? You remember this? It's a person. Yeah. It's a name from a certain industry. Let's see if you know that. All right. At the end of the Sumerian ox joke slash riddle, who owns the calf, according to Steve? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard that and you know it, you should call right now. While you call, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's just get right into it. What's going on this morning, Steve? Absolutely. Well, actor Jesse Smollett explaining the reason he voluntarily entered a rehab treatment facility saying he was not being honest with us because he was not being honest with himself. Jesse also revealed that he could fly. Austin Butler telling Interview Magazine that playing Elvis was terrifying but prepared him for the future. Butler says he now has a firm grasp on what it takes to date 14-year-olds. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And I don't know if you saw this, but the image of Hitler, accompanied by a, quote, fun fact, appeared on the Jumbotron at Spartan Stadium during a game Saturday. MSU issued an immediate apology for the mistake and offered everyone in the stadium a complimentary Mussolini Bellini. Oh, All right, we are looking for an answer to the question at the end of the Sumerian ox joke slash riddle, who owns the calf, according to Steve, 215-263-WMMR. Our caller is Corey, who we're going to go to. Corey, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Corey. All right, so who owns the ox? Peter North. Peter North. Yeah, buddy. Or who owns the calf, I should say. All right, hang on, Corey. We are going to give you a float session at Halcyon Floats. And you can stress, uh, no, stress can be scary. That's what it is. And you can twist you up with a float session from Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's premier float center. Relax, recover, reset. Halcyonfloats.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Anymore. All right. Uh, is this uh, an announcement I'm making, Casey? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, this is pretty yeah. cool. Okay. Uh, give me a little drum roll if you don't mind. You up. Here we go. Sure. Yeah. So I would have planned ahead if I were paying attention. Uh, Worn something pretty. Uh, MMR is excited to announce this concert. Uh, tickets for this concert will go on sale at Friday, by the way, at 10 a.m. That's why we're getting in on this early, because the show is not till July 26th. Wow. At the Wells Fargo Center. But gang, it's going to be Blink 182. Yeah. The One More Time Tour is going to be taking place with special guest Pierce the Veil. And uh, Pierre's going to have tickets all week long nice. for you to win, which is a pretty sweet deal. There's another chance to win tickets on the contest page at WMMR.com as well. But I'll remind you, the on-sale information, Blink-182 and Pierce the Veil, 
Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster, and the show is not till Friday. Now, it is on a Friday, which is wonderful. Friday, July 26th at the Wells Fargo Center, and Pierre will have tickets all week long, and you will have another chance to win tickets on the contest page at WMMR.com. I think that that will be an absolute must-see show. I think so, absolutely, especially with, with the history. Without question. You never know. A Kardashian might show up, too. Oh, yes. Uh, no, but that's that's really cool. So, uh, Pierre, with your chance to win tickets, make sure that you are on board for that. Uh, a couple other things to mention. Black Crows dropped a new mix of previously unreleased recordings of 99 Pounds. That track is just one of the 14 never-before-released songs from the upcoming box set of their sophomore album, The Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. Uh, that album debuted at number one on the Billboard album chart in 1992 and contained chart toppers like Remedy, Sting Me, and Thorn in My Pride. Thorn in My Pride is such a great song. Uh, there's there's a handful of Black Crow songs that I like forget about. Yes. And, like, oh, and then you'll get reminded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the new extended version uh, will be available on December 15th, by the way. Neil Young will release his new album, Before and After. That will come out on December 8th. The project will be available in several formats, including limited edition LPs and clear vinyl. Uh, about the album, he said, The feeling is captured not in pieces, but as a whole piece, designed to be listened to that way. Songs from my life recently recorded create a music montage with no beginnings or endings. Is his uh, high-end audio service still in existence remember he had the particular player where everything was recorded at uh, it was like i don't remember that so yeah he he started this business where he wanted to deliver basically the huh? same sort of quality of vinyl it was like an itunes right you know started, what i'm talking about right I, yeah, I definitely remember it and um it was higher quality than an MP3. It was supposed to be the best quality you could get for, for the, an electric. And Nick didn't have it's, it's, uh, its own sort of player, a proprietary player. It did, yeah. yeah. And so, Steve, I'm guessing that because I haven't heard anything about it <laughs> yes. for the last yeah. six years. Around, yeah. yeah, I'm going to guess was that. It, was it Pone or something? Yeah, like, something yeah. like that. Pone? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Pud. Common name is Poon. Comanche Indian. Man, name is Splooge. Splooge. Hi, I'm Neil Young. Mm. I'd like uh, to introduce you to Splooge. Uh, there are 13 songs on the album, by the way. So that is called The Before and After, and that is coming out on December 8th. Nick is looking up the... Uh, he had it was, it was a big rollout. He yeah. was putting a lot of money into it. I think, wasn't uh, Jay-Z involved with it peripherally as well? Yeah, and, and I know what the intent was, but it was just one of those things where you're like, listen, man, we already got iTunes yeah, yeah, and yeah. Spotify and whatever else. Oh, great, know? more stuff to buy. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, All right, don't buy it. Let's see. <laughs> see if I care. Be that way. I don't like you. <laughs> Long Island Music and Entertainment Hall of Fame will open an exhibit dedicated exclusively to inductee Billy Joel. Kathy, Ooh. he's your boy. He is my boy. Uh, Caroline has become a huge fan of Billy Joel, oh, really? which is great. Yeah, because we listen to a lot of Billy Joel and Elton John. And uh, Caroline told me the other day, she's like, did you know that uh, that they toured together one time? <laughs> I'm like, yes, it was called the Piano Man Tour. I went to it. I saw You're it. You're a delightful it young one. Yeah. 
Uh, so sit at my feet. I shall tell you all. Opening November 24th, it will showcase over 50 years of Joel's most cherished items, including rare memorabilia, dozens of awards, vintage instruments, and historic photos, many donated by the Long Islander himself. Uh, tickets for Billy Joel, My Life, A Piano Man's Journey are 50 bucks, and they are available now. It was called Pono. Pono. P-O-N-O. Digital uh, music service by Neil Young. And still, um, uh, nobody uh, listens to it at all. So. <laughs> still happy to report that no one's listening. It was discontinued in April of 2017. Okay. I wonder where they got that name from. Pono. Pono and Cher. Oh. Oh, no. I wonder if it's short for something. It was a Hawaiian word for righteousness. Oh. Okay. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Down at the beach, <laughs> hanging out at the beach, hanging ten with Neil Young. Neil Young, yeah, hanging ten. Had time for a clam just me day. and Moon Doggy. Yeah, it lasted about five years. He debuted it on Letterman. Yeah, uh, in, in 2012, and then it discontinued in 2017. <laughs> it's amazing, Pono. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, 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 it was really meant to cater to the, the very uh, pedantic, a word we learned again today, uh, a music listener. And uh, it turns out they didn't give a rat's ass. All right, a couple of clips to play for you uh, as we wrap up music news. Dolly Parton uh, did a cover of Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus. Oh. And I don't know what this is for. Is this from her rock album? I, that's what I was trying to determine. I know that she appeared on a, on a broadcast with Miley. Uh, it seems fully produced, so okay. that's what made me believe it's probably on the album, though it, is it technically rock? I, I personally don't think so, but Aye. you never know. But here's a clip of it. I haven't heard this yet. Don't you ever say I just walked away. I will always I feel like we, um, yeah, we did this, this before. I think this was um, their uh, New Year's Eve special. I think they did this. They did a Christmas special. Well, this, so. is a, this is a fully produced, so give, give a listen. See if this sounds ex- like that last one. I came in like a wrecking ball. I never hit so hard enough. All I wanted was to break your walls. All you ever did was wreck me. The journey is what it's all about. I love that clip. Do you have that? Can we d- dig that up? Because that is so astonishing. The journey is what it's all about. Uh, that sounds better than. Um, I mean, it was it was good in the, the New Year's <laughs> Eve special, but that well, sounds better. Okay, I'm going to do the vocal fry plus the dog that they. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is really good. All right, here we go. The journey is usually the part that you remember, anyways. The journey is usually the part that you remember, anyways. Which one was the dog and which one was the dog? <laughs> the dog was the first one and Miley was the second. I feel like she had to have been sick on top of her already Right, listen to that. It's horrible. Uh, we have a clip of Keith Richards. Okay. <clears throat> he has a nice voice. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear him and he's like, he starts laughing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so let's start with the first one he talks about playing, well... This gig that Pierre was at. The, gonna, well, I was going to... Uh, we, we don't the, have that one. All right, we're going to do the one, him and uh, friendship with uh, Paul McCartney. Yes. Talks about the Stones' long-time friendship. Here we go. Our relationship with John and Paul and with the Beatles was... It went back... It goes back to the 62, 63, you know. And uh, also, Paul and John are on... Uh, 
a track called We Love You, as another track, Dandelion, that John and Paul came by to sing, you know, because they like the Stones too, you know. <laughs> 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 Even Gary Lowry goes, <laughs> Hey, Connor, are you working on that other uh, Keith Richards clip? Any? You, don't, you don't have, okay. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, but yeah, they go way back. I mean, uh, they wrote, the Beatles wrote, I want to be your man. Yeah. And then just said, here, you guys record it. Yeah. And, and they handed it to Stone. Stone's had a hit with it. So, all right, there you go. That's breaking, breaking news. Well, that's breaking not news. all I have for you. Apparently, there's breaking news right now. This Casey. is only for us. There's no meeting today. There's no meeting today. <laughs> that means you can go home. Mondays, uh, we have meetings, and uh, I don't feel good today, so no meeting. And besides, the, the, the offices are closing close early, early yeah. which I can't figure out why they're doing it for the championship series. Uh, why not? And I understand the World Series, but, you know, what it is is what it is. Oh, that's right. Bryce, Bryce Harper sent a personal that's note. Right. That's right. Personal I forgot so. about that. All right, no meeting. Great. All right, so uh, hopefully you don't have a meeting today, too, and uh, you can have a lovely Monday. No meeting, everyone. Yeah, it's a no meeting Monday. Uh, we're going to take a break. We are going to come back. I've told you about our Word of the Week prize, so uh, we'll get you the first letter for that. If you don't know what it is, don't worry. We'll fill you in when we get back, and uh, we'll find out what's coming up tomorrow. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's 26th annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance. Starting November 13th. Inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Live from the Beanbow Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, we'd love to see you. So stop out with your donations and say hey. There are daily individual donor prizes plus some cool Camp Out swag too. And grab a free cup of morning coffee that's to dunk it. Donate with our volunteers. Equipped by Stoffer Glove and Safety. And the General Bill Contractors Association or make a cash donation on site at the Acme Markets tent or at the register of your local Acme store. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Made possible by IMS Technology Services, a clear alternative water supply, Worth USA, Shapiro Fire Protection, Sling Max Rigging Solutions, and MJ Corp Screen Printing and Sign Shop. Down on 933 WMMR. It's every day. This is a beautiful song. But I just realized something, and we'll have to do a comparison. We don't have time to do it today, but the very end of that, the little piano part. Yeah. It reminds me of the Dracula, uh, yes. the, the Dracula musical from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Have you ever seen the footage of the table read they do for this? No. It's great. What, I mean, for it's that re- movie? Yeah, for the for the movie. It's legit. Uh, he's at, They're all sitting around the table reading the script, and he's got a, uh, a little keyboard there. And, and he starts playing that? And that's so hilarious. It was the first time, oh time everybody God. hears it. It's great. Uh, we're going to have to compare those two because that yeah. sounds pretty close. All right. It is 1031. It's uh, a Monday morning with the President Steve Show. I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Greg Murphy for joining us yes. from the hey. Phillies broadcast team. Just checking in, letting us know, giving a little uh, insight into, uh, you know, his take on what's happening uh, with the Phils. And um, obviously, a 5.07 start tonight. That's great. It's an earlier time. A beautiful night for a game. And uh, hopefully, all goes well. And we'll be very happy people tomorrow morning. We'll find out. Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, By the way, real quick, I would like to wish a very happy birthday to somebody we all know. Super fan of the President Steve Show. It's Shelly Girl's birthday. Oh! 
I was handed a note here. So uh, Shelly and Chris, are, if you've been to any of our events with any regularity, then you've met Shelly and Chris. Uh, so we wish uh, Shelly a very, very happy birthday. Why am I hearing? What's the... It's for Shelly. Do you hear the music? Yeah. Do you smell toast? Well, it was potted up just a little bit. What was? Do you smell burning toast? Yeah. No, that was weird. I, I heard a uh, yeah. little music come I out. I did hear that in my room, too. You what? I hear that in my room. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Something bleeds over. It's aliens, I think. That was <laughs> surveillance system. I believe so. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good. Excellent. Have a good weekend? Uh, wild weekend, yeah. Uh, yeah? See, well, Thursday. Did you kill a man? Thir- no. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't do that. Um, no. Uh, although I was trying to get on a house renovation project. <laughs> and you get angry. <clears throat> that's a reference to earlier. Um, no, Thursday night, Rolling Stones. God. Bizarrely enough, Friday, a friend of mine had wanted to go, and I went to Cirque du Soleil. Oh. What'd you think? It's, a, it's cool. It's really good, yeah. isn't it? Really I went amazing. to it too, Pierre. Did you? Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah out in uh, uh, Oaks. Expo Center. Yeah, yeah, in Oaks. And then Saturday night, uh, Jackie and I were among the co-hosts at the uh, Geeter presentation at uh, the at the uh, Academy of Music, and it was so much fun. Adam Weiner, as he was on with you guys Friday, and he did a great job introducing each band. And in and tribute to the Geeter, he changed his. T-shirt between every. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> right. Yes, Geeter would come out with different outfit, uh, t- completely different yeah. outfits, and uh, Adam made a reference to it. I got to see his apartment before they sold it and and took it down, and including his clothes closet, which is the size of the studio. Yeah, and more shoes, more suits, more hats, and um, his girlfriend Keely gave me one of his hats, <clears throat> so I wore it on stage uh, when Jackie and I went out to uh, do the pr- uh, proceedings, and then. Uh, was it, I assume it was packed up, right? I mean, it was people, yeah, it's yeah. just a great crowd, great bands. Darlene Love was a headliner. Uh, Bobby Wilson, who is Jackie Wilson's son, uh, and is a great singer uh, in his own right, uh, came out and did a lot of his dad's songs. And uh, Jerry had really been instrumental in his career. Adam uh, had been really helped by uh, Jerry, Adam Weiner, so he opened the show, and it was just a wonderful evening of music. So that was cool. And then yesterday morning, um, I got well. I went out drinking. After that, <laughs> then I, I I limped home and um, got home about three thirty, and then got up at seven so I could listen to our broadcast. I was listening as well. Show. Yeah, I, it really came out good. Pancake did an amazing job on it, but uh, that was really cool. Nice. If you tuned in yesterday morning between seven and ten, and go, what is going on? The doo wop, the da da da, but you know, and every record was so. Damn scratchy. That's what you would anticipate. You said he, the storage was non-existent, that they were all kind of strewn about. It wasn't Pono, let's put it that Yeah, it way. wasn't Pono. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, 45 stacked on top of each other. No sleeves. Um, and, then, and then one of his uh, buddies was with us, and he said he just did it by color of the label. Yeah. So, remember when yeah. you'd play records? Yep. Sometimes yeah. you would kind of reference a band by the color of the label or sure. the you know the jacket al- album artwork that sort of thing. So if people forgot or were, missed it, can they hear it? Will it be available? Unfortunately, not because we wanted to post it, but with all the uh, so much music on it, yeah. Um, that uh, you know, unless we rebroadcast it at some point down the line, um, but it's really uh, truly everything that rocks. You won't hear anything like that on a major rock and roll station like this. 
us just about any time. So it was really cool. Excellent. And and thanks to Bill Weston for letting us do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was really a left turn, yeah. a three-hour left turn. So it was cool. Nice. Full weekend for you then. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to get a letter from you if you can squeeze one out. You bet. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. W as in wacky. All right, and we have a pair of tickets for uh, Mammoth VIP Experience for two. MMR presents Mammoth WVH. Uh, Mammoth 2 Tour 2023 with Nita Strauss. And this is going to be Saturday, November 18th at Keswick. Tickets are sold out for the show. And uh, the VIP experience includes VIP laminate, limited edition signed poster, sound check access, band Q&A, and a group photo with the band. So we'll give that away on Friday. Collect those letters and hopefully you will win by them. Uh, what's happening on today's program? Well, uh, we will have uh, crumb bum cash coming. Oh, no. No, we won't, we won't have that. <laughs> no. All right, so no. that's not going to happen. But we do, as you mentioned, uh, much to my pleasant surprise, uh, have Blink-182 tickets to give away for their show five or six years from now mm. uh, coming to the big joint. So that'll be cool. We've got those all this week. And Workforce Blocks of Offspring and Pink Floyd. And um, yet, was it yesterday, Nick? Yeah, 10-year anniversary of uh, Pierre and Matt Cord and I interviewing Eddie Vedder and uh, the concert at the Wells Fargo Center. And so we'll relive some of that, play some music, play some of the interview clips. And uh, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be in the 1 o'clock hour. And if you guys remember, uh, I think it was Chuck D'Amico's idea, uh, why don't you come in on President Steve and replay the interview there? And I think we, uh, you were kind enough to give us like an hour, hour and a half, and we came in and talked about the setup and the background and getting ready for it. We'll, we'll replay some of those stories. But um, that was... The interview was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable that it's been a decade, but it has. Yeah. Tomorrow will be the anniversary of us coming on the progr- on your program and talking about it. So. Wow. Excellent. So we'll do that then, too. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Lincoln Mills Haunted House. You can get your tickets today at LincolnMillsHaunt.com. And also brought to you by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow, a Tuesday, we'll give away the tattoo for Tattoosday. And I'm sure we have some other things we have giveaway-wise that we'll get to, and then we'll fall, everything else will fall into place, and we'll have a wonderful Tuesday together. That's it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. Go Phil! Yeah! And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-